friends, welcome to Nerd Build. Nerd Build. Your favorite podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and by You're welcome. You, I mean the royal you, so no one in particular. Yeah. But um, you, you meant me, because that's it's my favorite oh, podcast. Really? To There's do. There's so many better podcasts. It's my favorite one. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that on I our, mean, listen. Our podcast is great. We're nothing if not we, transparent. <laughs> and Because we're ghosts. What? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so you can see through us. Ugh, you're... <laughs> I can't even... We're divorced now. What? Uh, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I declare divorce. <laughs> so we uh, we got a lot of things uh, locked in and planned for the next few weeks. Locked and loaded. Oh my God, please. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you want to just do this podcast on your own? I could go. <laughs> that would read be, it or would be easier. Uh, no, so I contribute barely anything. <laughs> just hear you yelling in the background. <laughs> Locked and loaded. <laughs> Aaliyah, stop punching things. Um, so next few weeks, we kind of have locked in a lot of a uh, lot of hot movies are going to be coming out for the next few weeks. So we'll probably be talking about a lot of those, but. Uh, what? I'm sorry, I'm just trying really hard not to yell stuff out now, but it makes me laugh. Because I'm okay. still picturing yelling that, it out I in my head. I think that's kind of what the podcast is. What, it's me just, yelling stuff just, out? Just, you know, yelling. <laughs> no, no no waiting for anyone to talk or anything. Yeah. You're just no. just yelling if you Because that's what people love to listen to. A bunch of people yelling over each other. So... That's, that's another thing that favorite. people are going to really like is, you know, in this week we're going to start eating during the podcast. So that'll be great too. Yeah. People love that. <laughs> so we'll talk over each other. Uh, maybe we'll have our phones on. Yeah. In the background. I'm going to eat pretzels. <laughs> eat pretzels. <laughs> it's going to be just great. Yeah. Uh, so Look forward to that. There's a lot of, lot of movies coming out for the next few weeks. <clears throat> so we kind of have the next few weeks kind of scoped out. This week, we just kind of had a slightly empty week instead of anything specific. We've just done a lot of little things that none of them really weren't a full episode. So we kind of did another, as we you know, affectionately called it last time, Burnt Ends, uh, which I wish we hadn't because I just want Burnt Ends every time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could call it something else this time. We don't have to keep uh, calling it that. Ugly Stubs. What? Yeah. Now you don't want anything That's to eat. Not... How is that relevant? Uh, we'll call them Nuggets. Oh, God, I just want chicken nuggets. <laughs> it can't be food related. All right. <laughs> okay, how about uh, pizza rolls? <laughs> oh, God. There's no going All back. All right, we're no. going to be back in an hour after we eat lunch. <laughs> uh, so this week, just a burnt ends episode. We got a few things to talk about. Um, nothing nothing that really warrants like a full hour of discussion. That's uh, what you think. <laughs> I know. Flash this forward. is the Nerd Build podcast. We're entering hour three of burnt ends. <laughs> But, okay, just, we should probably not take a sip of our beer at the same they time. They wouldn't have known if you hadn't said that. Uh, you guys were drinking beers, as uh, we are wont to do. So we have an excuse this time. Uh, what beer are we drinking, Dan? Tell us about it. Dinosaur World by Modern Times, based in San Diego. They're a great, great place. Um, Super delicious. What kind of beer is it? It's a double IPA. Hazy as sin. It's real good. It has a dinosaur on the can. It does not at all. <laughs> What? It doesn't have a dinosaur on the can. First of all, we're drinking, a, we're drinking a glass. It has strat. It looks like 
stra oh, yeah, stratified soil or something like that. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I was like picturing a dinosaur in the thing, but no, I guess there's no dinosaur I on just the made can. That up. Don't look for a dinosaur <laughs> can. Uh, it's a cool looking can though. Yeah, no, all their all their can art, their specialty can art, real nice. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> totally derailed. What do you want to talk about first, Aaliyah? Um, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? What's your what is I'm gonna exploding out of your throw chest? This out there. How about we talk about magicians first? Get that out of the way. Ugh, magician sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't really. Uh, the Magicians is a we show have been watching just it. started its second season on Sci-Fi. Yep. Based on a book, uh, a book series that is basically about magicians. Yes. Think of it as sexy Harry Potter, yeah. basically. Yeah, they're witches, basically, but they call it magicians. Yeah. it's But it's, it's not, like, about guys pulling rabbits out of hats or whatever. It's just about guys yeah. pulling yeah. out. Did you see that article about the guy what? that was found in Magic Castle? Oh, yeah. That's, That's crazy. That's really sad. I know. There was a guy found dead in the Magic Castle. Yeah. In, they think it Los might Angeles. have been suicide. Um or maybe it's just like the most elaborate magic trick, magic ever. trick of like all time. Like maybe he's That's not a, actually dead. We can only help. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Magicians is basically like, it's kind of like, you know, Hog, Hogwarts if Hogwarts was, you know, Randy sort of. Teens. I would say it's like if well, you combined that, Harry Potter. And sexy. No, shh. <laughs> And sexy. Yeah, that's a good... No. If you combine Harry Potter... And Brazzers. <laughs> that's it. I give up. Uh, I'm sorry. Harry Potter and what is... If you combine Harry Potter... Okay. Lion Witch in the Wardrobe and Gossip Girl, it okay. would be The Magician. Sure, yeah. That's very... That's a very astute way of combinating... Thank you. Combinating. You're welcome. Combinating those. Uh, <laughs> and that is not an astute way of saying that. Nope. No, that's true. It does have an element of like Lion Witch and Wardrobe. Essentially, a character kind of follows these books that are essentially like, you know, yeah. it's basically those books. And then there's uh, definitely, yeah, kind of like a teen drama part element to it. And then yeah. it's like a Harry Potter, like they're at a school of witchcraft and wizardry for yeah. all intents and purposes. But it's magicians. Uh, I read. We don't want J.K. Rowling to sue us. No. Uh, I, I read the first book, um, and I really liked it. I read it a couple years ago, so I don't have a lot of memory of it. Maybe like three or four years ago. So I don't really have a good memory of it. So I couldn't tell you whether... I've heard that this is a very poor adaptation of it. In terms I have not of like read the book. One so to one. I don't know. Um, but that's... Even when that's something that I've recently seen a book, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's not like the book, right, and then right. I get mad. No, they're two different things, whatever. Like, you know, I don't care about that stuff. Um, I do know someone else that has read the books and also does not like the show. Uh -huh. And she is not a, I don't like it just because it's not exactly like the books person. Um, she's, a, you know, more practical about those things. So I think it might be a common feeling. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't speak to it, but... I think the, so I had watched the pilot for this when it originally aired and that, you know, last year or whatever. Um, like I said, we've only watched, we watched around eight episodes of the first season or so. So we haven't even finished the first season. I think the first season's 13 episodes. Um, the pilot, so I rewatched it when we started it. Um, I 
liked the pilot a lot mm -hmm. and I remember liking it, I just didn't continue on. There was just one night like a year ago that I basically just watched a bunch of pilots and so checked to see if there's anything I like really wanted to continue with. I don't think I ended up going along with it. I liked a lot of the stuff I watched, but that was one that I was like, oh, I think I will come back to that at some point. Uh, so we so we watched it and it um, it is I still liked the pilot. Yeah, I liked it. And then it sort of has ups and downs. I feel like it, I liked it. Then there was like a number of episodes where I was like, "What's happening?" And then sort of towards that we haven't finished the first no, season, but start um, getting but better. Start towards the end of the episodes that we have watched, which what were like eight episodes in or something like that. Yeah, ten maybe. I think about eight. eight. Um, the last couple like started to get better again. Like I um, was being like, oh, actually, I'm liking this more than I was for the last, like, four episodes before that because it was pretty rough for a little while. Um, so maybe if we keep watching it, we might, like, it might stay on sort of an upslope for the rest of the season. We don't know. That might be the case. I will say, though, that I think the biggest sin of this show is that there are almost no characters that are likable in any way. Yeah. And... It's the Great Gatsby syndrome. Yeah, well, that's the most extreme example. And that's all, obviously that's intentional. And maybe it's kind of intentional in here, but I don't think it really is. Because the most likable person is probably the one that's the biggest asshole. Like, right. like trans, you know, like just like the most simply an asshole because he's the most interesting and seems like the most complex character. The main character is incredibly unlikable. Totally bland. Yep. Uh, they're all basically like... Has a horrible like, haircut. <laughs> yeah. A good looking guy. Just, yeah, just yeah, kind of a... Dan and I had this whole conversation about how attractive... Because Dan was saying that he wishes they would just like make a show where not everybody is super attractive. And I was like, the main guy in this show isn't that attractive. And Dan was like, yes, he is. And I was like, I don't think so. Like, he's got the hair. And then Dan showed me a picture of him in real life where he has, like, short hair and glasses. And I was like, oh, damn, he is attractive. Yeah, he's a really good But his guy. hair is so bad in this yeah. that it, like, makes him unattractive <laughs> to me. Yeah, he... I think he's still, like, a good-looking dude. But, like, he definitely, like... I this, is, this suffers from the CW syndrome, though, where it's, like, every character is a... Looks like a Calvin Klein model. And you're just kind of like, well, that makes me not really care about you. That's what I always go back to... For all character things, I always go back to... Parks and Rec, because to me it's the gold standard of characters pretty much of the last, you know, 20 years of television. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of shows that I would put in that thing, but it is, to me, the one that I use as the shining example. Because not only is it, uh, and we talked a little bit about this on the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, because we were talking about how great the characters are in that. Right. And it's, you have these That's weird the characters. That's on where everybody's great. If you have diversity of, you know, like, just like all over the place cast, I like that they're not like just straight good looking like listen amy poehler is a good looking lady there's no denying that she's a beautiful woman but she also is like not traditional looking in any way like she's like i mean other than the fact she's, right, like she's white and blonde she's not like generically no hot. no no she's 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 a lovely lady that like would she's you know don't worry, she's, she's not listening. No, no 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 <laughs> but she's unusual looking like you know aziz ansari right. is like a good-looking guy, but he's also not right. a traditional-looking, like, you know, he's yeah, not just, like, they boring look more good like good-looking normal people. Yeah. yeah, and, like, like Adam Scott. Not, like, models. Adam Scott. Like, the only one that, like, is, like, truly like that is, I mean, 
Now mm-hmm. Chris Pratt is like that, and you're like, that guy's like the most handsome guy on the yeah. planet. But at, when he started Parks and Rec, he was this schlubby kind of you yeah. know tubby yeah. dude that like you wouldn't be like, oh my god, he's such a hot guy. Yeah. Like now, of course, because he's got abs and like he's like thinned out a lot, he looks amazing. But like he didn't always look like that. Like he was a little bit more of a schlub. He had bad hair. Like you know, like he just yeah. kind of like. And then, like, obviously, Rob Lowe is, like, right. the most... But he's, but he's Rob Lowe. That's a huge part of his character, right. is that he's supposed to be like that. But, like, Adam Scott is, like, an amazingly good-looking dude. But, like, he's not a normal-looking good dude. Like, good, not a normal good-looking dude. Like, he's yeah. kind of unusual-looking. He's got an interesting face, you know? Yeah. But like, he's the- not like all the frat bros at the university. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's that's the thing, like... I hate that all the characters in this are like, oh, you're just like good looking person. You yeah. know, like it's just kind of all the characters are just made into like, you know, the most traditional good looking and it's fine. I, I get it. Like that's that's part of marketing your show. Uh, but it also feels and I, I will say there's plenty of shows that, you know, I've really liked that have just a lot of like, you know, flat, good looking people too. Like, um, but but even when you look at something like like friends which you think of with all these good looking people it doesn't there was still some sort of character to a lot of them it felt like they weren't traditional good looking yeah. I think, and that's the thing that i think you got a lot more of in previous sitcoms and stuff like that like if you look at the cast of like you know cheers like that is a crazy like it's not like like now if you make cheers it's like they're all hot like, yeah and i just don't like that i like you don't relate to characters that are just straight hot. I mean, like, yeah. I do, I guess, in the sense that, you know, I'm like, that's me, you know, like, I'm just like the generic <laughs> hot guy. Like, I just know how it oh, feels. Oh, damn, that's so true. <laughs> no, but I think that doesn't help me relate to characters. Yeah, and no, I don't. It disagree. doesn't mean you can't, listen, I know a lot of good looking people in real life, but like, it also, like, doesn't make it feel like they're people that you want to hang out with on a show. Like, it just, like, when they're just like, Oh, it's just a hot guy. And it's like, all right, whatever. And when it's a hot guy that, like, is kind of bland and mm-hmm. uninteresting and... Where it kind of feels like he's cast for his looks above his right. talent. Right, because if, if they were all super hot and also, like, Amazing really dynamic, actors. interesting characters... Yeah. But they're not. They're, they're not. The characters are no. flat... They're not, like, they don't feel like you're rooting for any of them. You kind of, like, are like, that guy needs to get what, he's a kind of a rat, so he deserves to be, you know, like, he deserves what he gets. Like, it just feels like I don't really have any connection to any of them. Yeah. And that makes it really hard for me to proceed further on the show. Yeah. I, that being said, I did think it improved and got better, but there was, early on, there were some episodes I was like, I just want to call it right now. Like I, I yeah, was, there it, were a few. There was one, uh, you know, I was talking. I think it was maybe episode four or something like that, where I was just like, I don't know what's happening right now. This is like, what, what it was, was like, the plot of that one? I don't even remember. I all I remember about it was it kind of felt like uh, it was the one where the main female character uh, cheats on her boyfriend. And it felt a little weird and out of character, but it kind of felt like... Oh, because she wanted magic? Where she, like, used sex to get... Yeah. She's, like, addicted. Exactly. She's, like, a drug addiction parallel. Which is an interesting idea. I I think that's a cool idea. So you essentially have this character that gets into the academy, and then this girl who has her mind erased because she fails the exam, and they're best friends, essentially. And then she she basically got that taste of magic, so she kind of... She does something to herself that helps her remember, but... She is chasing that now. Like, yeah. she got a taste of magic. You and so she has to get her magic on the streets yeah. instead of at school. 
which of course is a bad idea. And that's an interesting idea. It's just it, yeah, the, the whole the whole thing, the whole premise of the show and most of the plot lines, I think, are are interesting. And and I, in theory, I would be super into it. It's just something about the characters and the way it's done. And, and not like I hate it. Like, I would watch the rest of the first season, like, to see where it goes. Um, but I wasn't as into it as I thought that I would be. Right. Based on, like, the subject matter. Like, that sounds like my jam. Mm-hmm. But it's not, really. I mean, you know. I wasn't like, yes, this is so awesome the whole time. No. it it's, It is the furthest I've gotten in a show that... I felt like was this rough in a long time. Like, I feel like before, you know, like when I was like in college or, you know, like, and I felt like I had more time to just kind of do what I wanted at any, you know, like in kind of waste on a show. Because you just had so little, you were so good at school that you didn't have to work no, on it. No, I just mean like when you're in college, like you don't really have, like it's a lot less responsibility than when you're actually like out in the world working yeah. stuff. So like, I feel like I had a lot more time to just, like, kind of waste. Like, right, like, like I guess I'll, I'm not into this, but I'll finish yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't, because I was talking to you about how we got, we went through, like, eight seasons of Smallville, and I was like, what was I doing? So much Smallville. That show is so mediocre, and it's not that I hated it or anything, it was just, like, there was so... like, I could have done so many right. other things when I was watching hours and hours of There's Smallville. so much filler in that show, and, like, I just, you know, I guess I just, I have less... I'm less willing, and this is part of the reason we, we don't have cable, is that I'm less willing to put in time into just stuff that just feels, yeah. you know, sometimes you just want to sit around and just watch nothing, you know, like, yeah. you want to watch, like, I still want to sit around and watch Top Chef for, you know, five hours sometimes. It feels good, but I also, like, don't, I kind of want to avoid that most of the time because there's a lot of stuff I really want to do, you know, and that yeah. time is more precious now, you know. This is why I end up watching the same things over and over is, which seems like it would be a waste of time because I've already seen it. But at the same time, I'm like, I already know that I like that. You know that. you like it. So it's I not don't a have waste. to spend two yeah. hours trying to pick out something to watch. Right. I know that I'm not going to regret it. Um, also, I have a horrible memory, so if it's been, like, two years, I don't remember any of it anyway. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, and, and, and this, you know, like, just kind of briefly, this seems like a good time to touch on it, is you're, you're starting Go- uh, Golden Girls for the first yes, time with me. Yes. Because it just came on Hulu, which I was super excited about because it's never... There's a few of these shows that are, like, my favorite shows from my youth that, like, n- ha- aren't on things, which kind of frustrated. It still bugs me that Full House isn't on Netflix, considering they have Fuller House. I don't... Right. I guess, like, no one... I don't know who has the rights to it right now, but I don't think anyone streams it, like, for free. Yeah. Like, it's not a, on a streaming It does service. seem kind of stupid that they have Fuller House. Well, they're, and they're probably... They're owned by different things. You know, like, Netflix yeah. has the rights to Fuller House when they produce it. So, But it, it seems like... But you think like they I'm, would want Fuller House. It seems like a no-brainer for them, but my guess is whoever holds those rights probably is knows that they Being want it so they're probably like it's a lot you know it's just give us full house yeah but like the big Whoever one you are. so golden girls was like kind of always my number one for years until this happened because like it was one like unless you can watch it on like i think it, it's on like lifetime and stuff rerun stuff but i i mean i used to love the show and watch it a ton growing up but like i haven't seen much of it in a long time just because it's not on anything um but so i was really excited when they were doing this um but the other, the other big one, the one that I always pops in my head first is Home Improvement. Yeah. And I just yeah. would love to watch Home Improvement, but I don't really want to spend $100 on the DVDs. Like, 
I don't, that's a show I don't want to switch DVDs for. You know, yeah. like generally like sitcoms, I don't really want to buy Blu-ray Do you DVDs, think that but... someday it will come to street? Like all I of think these so. eventually I think most will... of these things will eventually. But... Like Golden Girls finally Yeah, has. I think I think there's always hope. But, but that's a good example. Like I've seen a lot of, I'm sure there's episodes of Golden Girls I haven't seen, but like I've seen most of them and a lot of them I've seen multiple times and like, but that's okay. Like I, I'll watch it because I know I'm, I'm getting someone I, something I really like from it, you know? And yeah. it's, it's a known, you know, it's like, you know, why would you, you could go to a different restaurant every night, but you also kind of be like, well, I know that I like this one place, so yeah. I feel I know good. that I just want to go to the parish waste. every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the we just started Golden Girls, um, which is a good uh, topic for podcast because I have never seen yeah. it, which is sort of foundation of And we'll talk more about it. We've only watched a couple of Yeah, episodes, we're going to... So. We'll probably do a whole episode about it yeah. later on. Maybe a few seasons and we'll start talking about yeah. it. But we, I just thought it was a good thing. Yeah, to yeah. And I'm watching How I Met Your Mother right now, which mm-hmm. is a good example. Yeah. Like, I just want to have a ha- easy half-hour show to watch, like, a few episodes of when I get home from work, like, before I go to right. bed. Yeah. Um... It's good to have just kind of a half hour show that's like an easy like I only got an hour that like because it's tough to commit to like multiple episodes of a like a an hour long yeah. drama and sometimes you don't feel like engaging with an hour long drama like you kind of want to just have a show that's very light yeah. you know yeah. especially when you're going to bed yeah that's how I feel like because I'm watching it sort of something to do just sort of right before I go to bed like I just want something light it's a half hour long. Um, you know, not necessarily that I've seen because like I, I watch, although Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is an hour, but we talked about this on our Crazy Ex-Girlfriend podcast about how it seems like a half hour show. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I end up watching the same shows over and over again, uh, in, especially in that context. If it's like a light half hour show that I just watch a couple, like I'll be watching other shows at the same time. Like we're watching... But we were watching Magicians and we're watching Golden Girls and stuff and, and those are things that we watch like together or I have other shows that I might watch during the day if I have time but I almost always want just something like right for before bed and that's all, like oftentimes the time when I just rewatch those shows like How I Met Your Mother which even though I've seen it multiple times um, but it's been a while which is why I picked that one for right now but it's just the point of like I could be watching something else that I've never seen before right? Um, in that time, but I don't really want to. I'm just, I want something I don't have to pay that much attention to. Yeah. It's not going to be stressful. I'm just going to go to bed in like an hour. Half, half hour comedies that you've seen before are kind of the perfect thing for like just kind of as a Swiss Army show where it's just like, it will work, you know, like, you always have that. Yeah. So, like, no matter what you do, like, because I feel sometimes when I play video games, I want to play video games a lot, but sometimes it's, like, it's 8 o'clock at night, and I know that I want to play video games for more than, you know, an hour or something, and then I'm going to want to wind down a bit and stuff. So it's a perfect, like, like just shove it, you know, shove it in there and do a couple episodes and then go yeah. to bed, you know? Yeah. And then you watch Swiss Army Man. I still haven't seen Swiss Army Man. Right before you go to bed. I'd like to see. I've heard it's very good. I haven't seen it either. But I don't think it's the kind of thing I would want to watch right before I go to bed. You listen to Swiss Army Romance right before <laughs> you go to bed. Um, uh, we were just talking about Dashboard at the store today. Um, never mind. This isn't a podcast-worthy conversation. <laughs> but Rachel and I were just talking about Dashboard. They're, they're a great band. They are a great band. Great. Well, it's a good guy. I like, I like Dashboard. 
Uh, I still yeah. do. Um, and then you also, you wrapped up, you actually got to the end of Downton Abbey? I did. So I had recently... I don't remember. So I only just... I'm okay if you spoil anything okay. for me. And it's been a couple years at this point since it ended. Bates so does I don't not care. murder everyone. <laughs> That's all I cared about. Turns out he didn't know, murder anybody. So the only things I remembered were Mr. Bates killed hundreds of people. <laughs> I think he was Jack the Ripper is what they said. Mm. Uh, nope, you made that He up. was arrested in Whitechapel. Nope, that's um, also incorrect. And then I think, was it Mr. F- F- Mr. Flarpington and Pip Poppy, they were, they had, a, they had a tift over tea, and then... You're just saying British things. <laughs> and then piddly pop, pop, pip. <laughs> that's Upstairs, what, downstairs. That's what Dan thinks British people sound like. Piddly pop, pip, pop, pip. Yep. Um, yeah, so none of those things happened. The Titanic sunk. Yeah, that happened. I remember that. That's the first thing <laughs> that, that happened. That happened on the show and in that, real isn't life. That, that's like kind of the... Yeah, it's like the, in the first season it's or the, whatever. It's like the catalyst Yeah, because they hit air to the... Right? Wasn't it like the air to Downton Abbey was on... Lord Dovington. No. Lord Dovington. <laughs> what? Um, Gra- <clears throat> okay. Grantham. <laughs> The Granthams. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's I know exactly the, I remember name, yeah. the Granthams. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll grant them that. <laughs> <laughs> A pun that I'm sure has never been nope, done first before. Time. First Hip time. pop, tiddly pop. <laughs> Bring me a tea biscuit, Lord Govingshire. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so... I'm, I'm an idiot. All the British people that might have listened to this are now out. <laughs> hey, <are> so offensive. <laughs> this is racist. You just toward, sound like our cat. This is racist toward British people. <laughs> pip pop, and then they you turn don't it actually up say pip and pop. drink some tea. Yeah, I drink tea. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just saying, not just British people drink tea. Tea is sad coffee. That is, is untrue. It's way better. <laughs> uh, anyway, so anyway, say say what you. Uh, so basically, what had happened was fairly recently, like in the fall or something. I what happened was I watched Downton Abbey the first couple seasons. Then <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm forgive, not going to listen to you when you talk about your stuff. Forgive me. Go ahead. Um. <clears throat> Then I had sort of stopped watching kind of the same way Dan had, but maybe a little later. And then recently, like in the fall, I caught up on everything that I had, I had missed, but that was when the new season was still coming out. How many so, seasons <clears throat> are there? Five? Six? Six? And five. there's only... There's like, five or six, I can't remember. How many episodes in each season? It's not a lot, no, right? It's, it's like six a episodes a season? No, but some of them are Ten? kind of long. Like, some of them are over an hour. Yeah. Um... And anyway, so I watched, so I finally caught up on all of it that I could, but that was like when the last season was coming out. So it wasn't on Netflix or, you know, somewhere easy to watch. So then I never watched the very last season. And so then recently, um, this week, actually, when I was homesick from work, I watched the whole last season in a day. Uh, how many episodes were it? uh, Probably eight. Yeah. Eight, I think, Mm. or nine, maybe. Sure. Eight or nine. I think maybe nine. <clears throat> and I'm really glad that I did. I don't... That show is one of those shows that people were super into. 
You know, like it was real yeah, popular. It, was, it captured um, the zeitgeist. And it totally moment. is my kind of thing. Like I love British stuff. I, lo- I basically love everything that that show is, essentially. I just had, like, kind of gotten out of watching it, and so I hadn't watched it for a long time. But I'm really glad that I finally watched all of it, because it is a really good show, and... I remember it, loving it. Like, I was of, really into it. I know, it. that's I just what I mean, is, like, I watched the first few seasons, and it was yeah. great, and I loved it, and then I sort of... I think it was because it was still coming out and then I couldn't yeah. watch the new episodes and then I just sort of like got behind. And it was a long down period because it was short, uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. um, but a long downtime Abby, <laughs> if you will. I will not. Uh, but, so I'm glad that I watched it and in probably in the not too distant future, um, Maybe like in a year or two, I kind of want to watch it, rewatch it all from the, from the beginning, where it's all close together, so I can remember everything that sort of happened well, instead your, of trying to look, be like, okay, what are they referencing here? And um, one but, of your favorite things <clears throat> is to watch almost all of a show and then not finish it. Like you'll <laughs> do it. That's one of my favorite times. things in life with anything, not just that's a show. all you do. Like you, you watch ninety eight percent of a show yep. and then bail on it. Within the last two episodes. You've done it multiple times with certain shows. Like, oh, that's not what happened with... True Blood. You've gone through like okay, three well, times and never finished Blood's it. That's True Blood's fault. Because it's bad at the end. I was, who, I was talking to someone at work recently about that. And they were like, yeah, I could never get through it. And then we were talking about it. And we both gave up at like the same spot, basically. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but that's not what happened with Downton Abbey. Because mm. I watched like the first two right. or three yeah. seasons. And then I watched the next like two seasons. Yeah. And then I watched this last season. You did that. Uh, the other one that always pops in my head is Chuck. You've gone through Chuck like a couple times. I think I finally watched it all. Did you really? Mm-hmm. The last time I watched it, I, I watched never it all. finished Chuck. Uh, I really didn't like what I heard about the end of it. Yeah. In a way that kind of bothered me, and I kind of like bailed on it. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure. Like, I, I don't think that's a good idea necessarily. Like to like because I, I'm not saying, I'm not someone. You know me. Uh, hopefully, I've conveyed this well enough on the podcast. But if someone's like, "Oh, that movie sh- shit," like I don't go like. Oh, I probably shouldn't see it then. Right, like, I don't yeah. do that. I mean, maybe there's like, if there's someone I really trust and they were like, well, it would probably be like, have to be like you because I'd be like, Aaliyah don't like it. <laughs> That's saying something. Um, but I generally don't like, I mean, yeah. I, I like reading reviews and I find it interesting and stuff, but it doesn't discourage me. If I'm going to want to see something, I'm going to see it no matter yeah. what. I just do that. I'm not like, you know, I'm not one of those people like, I'll keep my $8. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be like, if... If I don't care, maybe I'll be like... I'll keep my... I think there's also, like, the thing where it's like, well, you know, like, for example, like, I wanted to see Get Out, um, the new Jordan Peele movie, um, and I wanted to see it. And at some point, I was going to see it. And then it got, like, 140 straight positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes with his, I think, unprecedented. I don't know if that's ever happened before. And then it made me, like, really want to right, see Right, you were already going to see it. Soon. Like, right. so I think there's a positive inclination for me. Like, so I have a million people that are like, oh my gosh, that thing is so good, and everyone's excited about it, then I'm more likely to do, to do something. But negative things don't pull me back from, right. you know, stopping it. But I, but I think there is, like... I do want to see the end of like Chuck and I want their shows that like, I still haven't seen the end of how I met your mother. Those are both examples of shows that like people like the way they talked about them were really negative, but like 
Also, I know what happens at the end of it and have read the and it summary. doesn't sound like something that and you would like. And it sounds like something that I don't know if I would like. Yeah. Uh, but I still at some point would like to watch those just yeah. so I have that. Like, because I don't think it's right for me to, like, make a full judgment on something um, without actually having seen it. Yeah. Um, God forbid. Like, I know some people are like, that movie sucks. Well, when did you see it? I haven't seen it. Just, I just heard a lot of people say it sucks. Yeah. yeah. What? But what? the thing is with shows, it's... It's not like you would just go... I mean, I guess maybe some people would. But, like, I wouldn't just go to the end and be like, okay, well, I just want to... I'm going to see this. Like, people said it's not that good, but I want to see it, so I'm just going to watch that end part. No, 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 no. I just mean, I I read stuff, but I would watch the whole show. No, I know, but my point is that it's a lot more of a commitment... Yes. It's not like a movie where you're like, well, that's got bad reviews, but right, I'm just going to watch it. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, oh, the end of this show is supposed to be bad, I would watch it anyway, except that means watching the whole show It definitely first. slows you down from being like, I would watch nine seasons right, of a show. Right, It's not like yeah. you just go and watch it today right. and get it done. And to with. be fair, the other thing is, though, like, also the thing that makes me continue to want to get to the end of things is, like, people hate the ending of Battlestar Galactica, and I think it's totally fine. I have no problems with it. People hate the ending of Lost. I really like the ending of Lost. I actually think it's very satisfying. At least I think the finale of Lost as a whole is incredibly satisfying from an emotional standpoint. Um, I've said that before, but I think they basically knew there was nothing they could do to make anything make logical, 100% sense and there's no way to save it so they decided to go for a 100% emotional resolution which for me is fine um so i don't know like i just mean that like there's you know people who have hated finales and like you know right i've definitely liked finales of people who, and finales are very hard well i think that you should watch if you have time at some point you should just watch down abbey because you'll I'd like, like it the, ending, the, the thing i, think I, I was like three seasons the thing it, i was gonna I say it. is that the ending is great okay, so good. the thing about downton abbey is it's a really good show but it's super emotional like crappy ass stuff happens to these people a lot which mm-hmm. i mean in real life crappy stuff happens to people all the time and back in those days more crappy stuff happened because like they had less medical advancements and you know more yeah. people died from stuff so i mean if you haven't seen it by now, you should probably go watch it, but I'm not going to like try and hold back on stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically a lot of, a decent amount of main characters die in that show. Like people you fair, really like. To be fair, they also jump time quite a bit. Right, like that's it, true. That show moves very quickly that's through true. time. So it's not like it all happens within five years and then like a bunch of people die. Yeah. It's more like it takes, doesn't it take place over like... It takes yeah, because it like starts 20 in, years like, what? Or right? when, when, is it, when did the Titanic sink? 18, uh, 1816? Yeah, I was going to say... 1814? I thought... I, I was going to say 12, but I think that's too early. It might... I don't know. Anyway, so it basically starts around the time the Titanic sinks, and it ends in like... 19... 1912. Yeah, yeah, you were right. I did it. Yeah, Actually, remembered. A I thing. knew it was a ten. Uh, yeah, I just, you guys, I never remember things. Yeah, this is like a job. miracle. You did um, it. And it ends in like I think the last year is like nineteen twenty-five or something. Oh, yeah. So yeah, um, I knew. So I knew, it spans it definitely, a pretty. It's like a, each season's like a couple years or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's a really emotional show. Like a lot of the characters go through a lot of bad stuff and hard times, and people die and. There's a lot of sad, but like the ending is happy. The end of the show for all the characters that are left, 
good things happen. Like, nobody ends up in a shitty situation at the end of the show. Mm. And I really am glad. You know, like, I know that realistically they could have ended it with not everybody being Mm -hmm. wrapped up. But they did enough of, like, people... They could do a six feet under. Going through... I've never seen six feet under. Well, it's it's not really, like, a spoiler. But, like, so uh, every episode of Six Feet Under starts with um, someone dying. Like a oh right a yeah no I did know person. that yeah and um, then at the end of Six Feet Under they show the death of every single character in the show um, oh. while Sia Breathe Me plays over it and <laughs> and then you're just crying oh no there's been no person in existence who has seen that last like five minutes of the show and been like, you know, it's fine. I don't think you actually even have to watch the show. If you watch that five minutes, you're gonna cry. Like, <laughs> Well, definitely me. No. I, I cry super I easy. was violently, like, angry crying. <laughs> just like, it was just like... Sobbing. <laughs> yeah, I think in, the, in just this last season of Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. I, I think there were like three or four times where I was like, crying not just like oh tearing up but i was like crying legitimately Mm -hmm. um but it ends happy for everybody all the main characters that are left it ends happy and that made me really glad because like you it is one of those shows like you are living through like you're living through a war with these people you're living through all these events with this one family and all sort of the main characters that live in upstairs and downstairs in the you know big house basically um and like you care about what happens to them, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think eventually you should watch it because if you if you were still on board with if oh, you really yeah. liked it, like you would really like. It's the just rest. one of those that I just haven't gotten yeah. back to. But I I really liked that show a lot. Like it was one of those that was like that first season. I think I watched in like a day. Like it was just yeah. like compulsory. Like and I'm not. You know me. I generally don't watch a bunch of episodes of a drama back to back. You put like. A thirty-minute show. Yeah. I'll sit there for like twelve hours, just like blasting through them. But if you give me like a drama, yeah. I'm like two episodes, and I'm like, I need a break for the night. I'll do something else and stuff yeah. like that. That's just, I just get through stuff. Slowly, no, I but. I generally feel the same way. But like I said, I watched the whole last season mm-hmm. in a day. So um, I definitely want to see it. The, I, I do. There I really is the do. thing about like Matthew, but. Like, it was because he was leaving the show, so they had to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that they recovered really well with, like, where they went with it from there. Like, how they handled, like, what yeah. happened after that. Um, but it's too bad because, obviously, everybody really likes him a lot. It was too bad that he had to leave. But The, uh, what's the name of the oldest girl? Like, the main kind of girl? Like, the dark-haired one? It's, like, K- Kate? No, or, it's no, not I Kate. No. I literally just watched, I like, a whole know. season of this show and I can't remember that. Oh, uh, There's Mary. A, it's Mary. Okay. What's <laughs> Sorry. The one, what's the one that looks like a falcon? Edith. Edith. Okay. Uh, and then there's, uh, Sib- Sybil is the oh, third yeah. sister. She doesn't make it through the show. She's the, uh, the big lips. She's got kind yeah, of large lips. Yeah. She's she, the one that marries the chauffeur. Right. Even right. though her whole family's yeah. like, he's the chauffeur. She was always the one I thought was the cutest of the, the three. Yeah. Um, she's a, yeah, but I, I liked her character a lot. Um, um, but and the I, thing is, Edith, Edith, like, they make her out like she's like an, like, because 
in the context of the show, she's like the least attractive sister. Mm-hmm. They make it out like she's hideous, but she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> she has a very distinctive nose. Yeah, That's why she does. I, but I didn't mean to like say no, the no, Falcon no, thing. No, like, no, no, I knew what you meant. But like, I, I just that was not really lady. related. I was just saying in the show, yeah. they make it like, oh, no one's ever gonna love Edith no, because yeah. she's hideous, but she's like not hideous at all. To be fair, she's. I mean, like. Of the three, right, that's what she's I mean. Like the of leader, the three, but, the other two are but like just in much on her own, striking. objectively, she's not like unattractive. I wrote, but anyway, the reason why I brought it up is because that that the one that plays Mary was in that she's in that like new show. It's like on TNT or something where she's oh, like yeah. a thief or something. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember like I I've only seen like one commercial for it, and it was like before a movie. We were at a, the movies, and it was oh, one yeah, of those things, that, and they yeah. played that, and I was like, who is that? I know that. <laughs> But it was like because she had an American accent and she had like her hair in much like a modern like everything. Actually, about it. that show seems pretty interesting. I think I would watch. Well, it. I haven't heard anything about like the quality of it or anything like that. But, but like, I mean, the plot seemed. Yeah, no, it's it seemed fine. Like, but uh, I I just remember like it took me like halfway through because she was so out of like because I right. only knew her from Downton Abbey. Yeah. So it felt like I was like, "Where is that girl from? I can't re- yeah. like I know that girl like where you know it took." And forever. then there's the. <laughs> The girl that plays Ygritte is in mm. it um, for a while. And then she comes back at the end. Um, like, because she leaves the house to mm. get a job, like, fairly early on. But then, like, in the last season, she comes back because she's, like, married to some um, guy. Like, she's made a life for herself, basically. And Jor is in it, too, as a huge asshole. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's awful. He's, yeah, like, he's the, the worst. worst. Isn't he, like, is it... Edith, he's gonna marry, or he's marrying one. He's like going to marry remember. one of the daughters, but he's just like this awful piece of garbage. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but what, yeah, I forget that uh, Ian Ian Glynn is that his name? Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty what cute. A, what a handsome yeah. dude! Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> super good looking. Such a handsome, like older, like guy, but yeah. like really good looking. Yeah. Um, also, so um, I I told you this already, but the Hugh Bonneville, who's like the dad mm-hmm. of the family. Um, I recently have was rewatching um, some of Gallivant, and I think I'm gonna finish it. Um, and he's like randomly a pirate mm. in the show, and I was like, that guy looks so familiar. Who is that pirate? And then when I saw the credits, I was like, oh. But talk about like a totally mm. different cut, like going from like the great lord of this estate to like a singing pirate. <laughs> like no wonder I didn't recognize him. Um, I really like him a lot. He's yeah, great. no, he's a cool actor. I like him. Uh, yeah, and then so yeah, I I would like to to watch it at some point. It's I it's just one of those things. There's a million things. And oh yeah, you know you yeah. know how it is. But someday I think you should. It's tough. You won't regret it. I always hate the curse the 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 curse that I like so many things, which is is it's great because I like a lot of things, and that's a good place to be in. But um, also, do you have too much to do? My tastes are a little too diverse. You know, yeah. like I love. It's like, if you only liked Doctor Who, right. then you would, would only have great. to watch Doctor it Who all the time. It would be great. Like, I would, have, <laughs> I would know what I was going to do. But instead, you like instead, everything. I look at Netflix for 45 minutes and just yeah. feel the crushing oppression <laughs> of horrible. not knowing what I want And then you just end up going to bed. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's, what's the point? I'm just going to die. We all die, and that's it. <laughs> and that's the end. Um, so, uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, oh, yeah. we watched, well... I finished, and you got yeah, not finished yet. The first third of the way through a yep. series of unfortunate events, yep. uh, starring Neil Patrick Harris, yep. also How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, um, I was looking forward to this because I, 
I so I've never read the series of unfortunate yeah. events. Kobe Smothers is in it too, and she's oh, also yeah, in High Met Your I always love that her and Taryn Killam are married. I don't know why I just think they that's are. Cool. Yeah, I just it's one oh, of those couples. I'm that. like, that's great. Uh, <laughs> but um, so at least last I checked, they were. Uh, I know they have a kid together and stuff. At least uh, at this point, I'm pretty sure they're married. But um, I I was looking forward to it because I, I I haven't read the books, but I really liked the movie a lot. Like uh, that was Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey, which I always think of the how he pronounced. Surprise us, surprise! And it always—I was hoping they were gonna do it in this show, and they don't. Uh, but uh, aesthetically, that was probably something Jim Carrey just did, right? Maybe uh, aesthetically, the show and the movie are very similar. Like I know that obviously the books are going to determine that to some degree, and that's absolutely the case. But kind of surprised at how surprised. similar, like surprised at how similar they are. Uh, I like, I really get entranced by weird pronunciations like yeah. that. Uh, like um, in Megamind, when Will Ferrell's character pronounces it Spider. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There's something. I kind still of, say, I forgot that where that was even yeah, from, but I still say like Spider all the time. There's something like, it's almost <laughs> like a, like it, it's like a musical thing. Like it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Like there's a certain, like just like mispronunciation of something like it just kind of gets in it's an earworm almost but yeah. it's been a long time I've only seen the movie once I think and it's been a long time so mm -hmm. I don't I, I remember that I I think I liked it um but it was I was the first three um the first three books right. that I, and the, the the show is going to be three seasons and it's it's every two episodes of book. It's a book yeah and in this season there's four of the books so it goes a little further than the movie does um but uh, but yeah, it covers the same material, but it does. It's definitely a different take, obviously, and they have way more time to right. So I, but I don't really remember the movie enough to be th comparing it when I'm watching the show. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna have to take your word on the fact that they're really similar uh, in terms of yeah. like tone and I mean tone, obviously, but you know how they look. Um. <clears throat> and this it's cool because uh, Daniel Handler. Lemony Snicket for all intents yeah. and purposes. Uh, did you you saw that episode of Top Chef right when he was on? No, he's like the most like. He's so weird. Like was, I'm sure he was he's like kind of like the, he has the same kind of look as um, R. L. Stein. Like they both have this kind of like they look like they wrote those books. Yeah, like, and I'm sure because he was Lemony Snicket on Top Chef, mm -hmm. like I'm sure he was like acting. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure he was like embracing the role of being weird, but he was really weird. Yeah. So he, uh, by the way, like Patrick Warburton plays Lemony Snicket in this. Right, the and narrator, he, And he's one of the best parts about the show. Yeah, I mean, Patrick great. Warburton's, like, just great in everything. Like, the dude is just, like, so, but it's great casting. Like, I think top to bottom the show has oh, great yeah. cast. And one of the things I really love about it is that you have these kind of random characters, you know, because each book has distinctive characters, because a lot of them die. So, like, you have in each one, it's like a new... <laughs> like couple characters and they because there's only the commitment to do two episodes they, they die cool they get really cool actors so like Joan Cusack's in it and um I'm trying to think of like some of the other ones but uh, that, I can't remember the guy's name that's the Uncle Monty but yeah I don't I don't remember his name but but yeah there's basically there's <clears throat> Very famous yeah. actors. And, uh, Will Arnett and Colby Smulders are like the mom and dad, but mm -hmm. because they have like one line in every episode, they 
you know, they don't have to be in it very much. Right. So, But um, it's a very cool premise, and I kind of like the idea, especially now that the first season ran and it's been successful. They're probably going to be able to get even more of these cool celebrity guests that they just have, like, you know, two episodes they have to shoot. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was uh, Don Johnson is in one of them, and, like, um, end up in the same one, uh, the guy from New Zealand, Reese Darby, oh, is yeah. uh, in it. And so oh, they're, wait. like... Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I think it's just kind of cool that you get these. But the casting from Patrick Bond is very good. Neil Patrick Harris is Neil Patrick Harris, and that's fine. Um, I I almost kind of wish it was... For some reason, I kind of wish it was someone that was less famous. Like, because it's very hard. I think that Neil Patrick Harris is one of those people that it's, like, very hard to not... It's Neil Patrick Harris. Right. Um, and I think he does a great job... <clears throat> But it's a very, like, just in the same way, like, I liked Jim Carrey a lot in it. But it, it almost feels like it's kind of such a on-the-nose decision. Like, the, yeah. that's the type of character. Like, you and almost kind of wish it was It's just, like, a, it's a really big character. Yeah. And so you want a really big character actor to do it. And Neil Patrick Harris can sing yeah. and be ridiculous. And he's really yeah. good at it. And he does he does the theme song. And there's, yep. song, there's a couple songs. It's yeah. almost like, it's not a musical, no. but there's like a couple songs. There are a couple. And because he's an actor. You're right, yeah. So there's songs. The theme song's really good. And I like that they change the lyrics in yeah, each episode. So it like based on what's going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. like a summary of what happened in the previous <clears throat> episodes. It's really cool. Um, but one of the things I was going to say that I really liked about it that you don't see very often is that they have, so Daniel Handler, Lemony Snicket, wrote all of them, which is great because they got the guy who did it. So he knows best, you know, and he does a very good job. Obviously, he's going to know how to adapt his own material. Right. And then also, uh, Barry Sonnenfeld directed, I think, every episode, uh, which I always think is a really cool thing, but you can almost never get that to actually happen, where, like, a, someone directs every single... Because yeah. it's a lot of stuff to, like, you know... But it makes... Especially for something like this, like, you want consistency, mm -hmm. for sure, um, in but terms the, of, like, just direction and tone and right. everything. I love... I, I think it's great. Like, I, I, I always, like, really appreciate when there's one writer for a TV show... It's just, like, kind of hard to actually yeah, achieve. Yeah. Um, Aaron Sorkin's done... It's like, probably easier in these kind of, like, Netflix original shows where right. it's, like, it's ten episodes exactly. and you just Eight have to do it all at once and then... Way more manageable. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, like, I mean, that's something, like, Aaron Sorkin's done in the past and then I think about... Uh, I forget the guy's names. I'm blanking out. I have to look it up. But the guy that wrote True Detective... Obviously mm. writes every episode of True Detective. And then, but the thing that was really cool about the first season of True Detective is you had the same director as well the entire time. And that was something that definitely contributed to the quality of that show and having the look be very consistent. The, it, going back to kind of what we said about the magicians, obviously you have a room full of writers and you get one person that diverges. Like if that show feels like it's made by a committee and it's hopping all over right, the place tonally and it just feels, I think, you get that sometimes with sitcoms, too. Like, occasionally there'll be an episode where you're like, that just felt kind of off. Like, yeah. it, you know, there's something just kind of Like somebody was out sick that day, and then, so somebody who doesn't take as lead of a role <laughs> had know. to do it. But I definitely, like, I, I really appreciate that. And I think it speaks to the, you know, like, that that is something that contributes very distinctly to the quality of the show. <laughs> I think it's a very good show. That uh, it, everything about it looks amazing. It's incredibly well acted. The kids are very good. 
We're talking no about place. series of unfortunate yes. events now, not magicians. Yeah, not magicians. <laughs> magicians is trash. Don't watch that show. No. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm being jokily. It is kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's and not. Series of unfortunate events is very consistent. Yeah, I wouldn't give an unequivocal uh, recommendation to no. the magicians. I would say absolutely watch series of unfortunate yeah. events. Um, the thing that's really hard for me with series of fortunate events, and this has nothing to do with the quality of the show, it is 100% a personal problem about the show, is you know me, I have a strong sensitivity to anything that is kids not being believed. Um, there, I don't know what it is about that trope. Did but somebody not believe you when you were a kid? Maybe. Man? I was a kid and I like saw a ghost and they are like, fuck you, you don't know. And like, I got real mad, but I don't, that didn't actually happen, but I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I, it was something That's that always... That's because you blocked it out because it was so I know, horrible. It was a, I wish I remembered the ghost. Uh, Let's hope it was a ghost. I, I really, really, and I understand kids make stuff up a lot. I, when I was a kid, I generally didn't. Uh, I just have never been someone that like I because I have a bad imagination. Like I'm gonna be totally <laughs> gonna honest with you. That's I don't. What you think. I always talk about how when I read books, I don't picture things in my head. I read words, and that's why it's hard for me to get too emotionally invested in books because I love books, but they're just stories to me. Like they're they're I'm reading the words on the page. I don't picture people very often, like what the character looks like. I just don't do that, um, which is weird because I'm an only child, and you think it would like contribute to me being more imaginative and like picture things and stuff. But I just don't. That's just how I am. I have a very, like, it's just very black and white, and I just don't, I don't have a super active imagination with that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Like, I don't know why this is, but there's something ever, I, and I remember being a kid and really hating it, but there was something about it that I just didn't like the idea that, like, you tell someone you trust, an adult, and you're like, this happened... And they're like, oh, and they're like, you're, you're a, a little child. kid, you don't like, you know, whatever. It's just something that's stuck with me, and it still really bothers me. Whenever it's, it's like a thing that bothers me so much, it hampers my enjoyment of the thing that it's in. Well, and the thing is, like, <coughs> Violet is what, like, she must be like fifteen she's not or something. Five she's or not either. a yeah. kid. I think she's like thirteen or something. Yeah, like she's old enough that, like, unless you're a habitual liar, yeah. you're not just gonna be making shit up. So. To be fair, it's not every... Violet's the eldest, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not every character in the show that, like, doesn't listen to him or anything. But particularly, there's the Mr. Poe character that... Well, Mr. Poe's clearly garbage. No, he's he's an idiot, and that's, like, it's played for laughs. It's meant to be played for laughs. I get really frustrated watching it in a way that, like, it, it like, makes me so bothered that it takes away from wow. my enjoyment yeah. of the show. That's just how I am. So... If for some reason that bothers you, which I think is a very esoteric problem. <laughs> it's probably a small percentage uh, of people. Then maybe it's not for you. I still manage to really enjoy the show overall, but I will say it's not a show that makes me as genuinely happy as a lot of other shows because those things stress me the hell out. For yeah. some reason, I'm just like, just believe them. They're telling the truth. Also, you know, like they warn you in every episode, it's a real downer. Like, nothing good really happens, so yeah. just be prepared for that. They should warn you about that in The Magicians, just because it's like a bad, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad show. They should just get Patrick into The Magicians at the beginning. <laughs> it would make the show better, but <laughs> the following show is real bad. Not because anything bad happens, it's just trash. Uh, <laughs> I do really like, and I know this is like such a cheap thing 
but I always love the sort of like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And I love in, in Series of Unfortunate Events, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character does that a lot where he like references specifically it's usually about like long form television or like being on Netflix in some way yeah. um compared to it's hilarious every time it's like yeah. even in just the episodes I've watched I think he's already done it like twice and every time I'm just like that is hilarious yeah I I do like Breaking the fourth wall is always funny. But I know it's like sort of a cop out like because every nobody doesn't really like it's always funny yeah I think it, I but I it. love it. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Clearly, people like it. Deadpool was one of the highest grossing movies. Yeah. <laughs> of the year. Last well, year. I think that's a little different than, um, but I think as, it's just especially funny in this because all of his sort of breaking the fourth wall is about like sort of having to do with the show being on Netflix right, and yeah, sure. and that kind of thing, which which is fun. Um, I like it when they do it in um, in Fuller House, and it's always just to throw shade at the Olsen twins for not <laughs> yeah. being on Fuller House. Yeah. It all, Get it, it together, it Olsen twins. Yeah, what are you doing? Running an empire? <laughs> there was that story that went around how they tried, they were like, maybe Elizabeth Olsen will do it. And like, they called her and, and she stuff. was like, no, her agent her was agent like, was no, like, she's, she's not, not going to do that. Like, they didn't even like relay maybe it to Maybe Elizabeth would have if she had known. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. That is kind of a weird like thing to do. I like, guess she is kind of a big star now. That yeah, she's... and it's her sisters. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like it's like I'm gonna play and one of my sisters. I mean, she does look like them, but she doesn't look. She looks like they might look if they were older. Like it's that's like true. I it, guess that's the viable. path that their bodies could that's have taken. Like, uh, uh, they look similar enough. Uh, um, so I actually had read some of the books, series of unfortunate good. event books. Um, not in. Not all of them and not in any kind of order because the way that I read them was um, some friends of ours own this little cabin on an island up in Canada and we would go up every summer um, with them and they read all the books and so there were a couple summers in a row where they had the books with them and so I just like ended up reading a couple because they were there. And I have to say, I, I don't, it's not that I didn't like them but some of the things that I think as a younger, like I probably was in, I don't really remember when those books started coming out, but I was probably in at least high school, maybe early college when I was reading them. Um, and I think some of the things that are probably really great and beneficial when you're younger, um, they have the thing where they do, which here means, and they right. explain what big words mean, which is great. Like, it's teaching kids about words, and that's awesome. I think it's also, I mean, it's mainly played for laughs, though. But when you're reading it, and it's, like, really frequent, mm. I was just like, oh, God, I know what that means. Yeah. I do, <laughs> um, well, I do think, like, I think, but what, what I was going to say is, in the show, it doesn't, when mm. I read the books, like, I wasn't a huge fan of the books. I mean, I enjoyed them, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, I have to read all these books. I read, like, a couple random ones. Right. And I liked it fine, but I didn't care enough that I was, like, going to go and read the whole series. Yeah. But I actually liked the show, some of the things that were in the books that kind of bothered me, like the, which here means, in the show, I think they do a really good job of it not, like, it doesn't strike me the same way it did mm. when I was reading the books, is what I was going to say. Yeah. So I might actually like the show more than I like the books. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a really good show. I I would definitely recommend it for you know to for to people, but uh, I 
I don't think it's something that like is going to come like be one of my favorite shows. No, it's a show that no. I'll watch through. I don't think I'll probably ever watch it again. Like I think it's like it's one, enjoyable. Yeah, I. I but it's not it. like the greatest show. No, it's it's a solid show that has really wonderful production values, a great cast, good writing. Uh, it, it, it's just really solid. Mystery and, uh, and intrigue. Yeah, I think it's enough to keep you going. It's not going to be a show that I'll. It also doesn't really have good characters in it. I don't think. Um, like the, I don't find any, there's an, any attachment to any of the characters. I, I no, actually, and that's how I felt in the book too. Like, I think it's sort of the books are more intended for a younger mm-hmm. audience, and not that you can't read young kid, young adult books. Um, but these are even different. They're not even like young adult novels. They're like right. for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but and not that you can't read that as an adult and not enjoy it. But I think it really is the books, and I, I don't know about the show, but I think the books especially are, they really are more for kids. So, like, That's as true. an adult, you're like, this is fun and I like it, but I'm not sure there's as much to be invested in as right. maybe if you were younger. Okay. Well, here's, here's what I would say. That they're written for kids. The show is kind of intended for kids, I guess. Like, I think it's meant to be a, kind of a universal show that's probably has more fun to be had for a child, but a lot of, it's kind of, you know, in, in the Pixar way of like, yeah, well, actually Pixar has been so good with like being more for adults and stuff, but a lot of time, I think in general, like animated movies, they've gotten better and better, but traditionally it's more like, it's for a kid with enough small jokes to keep adults interesting. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of flipped a bit in the, in the last few years yeah. where it feels like, like you think about something like, you know, like. I mean, I, I'll use Inside Out as, like, the pinnacle example. Inside Out is a movie 100% for adults, written for adults, with enough colors to entertain a child. Like, it is meant... You need to be an adult to appreciate that movie I, in the way that you're supposed to right. appreciate Emotionally. it, Emotionally. Um, but the thing that I would say about this Visually, is Visually, you can appreciate it as a child. Right, absolutely. There's, like, cute things happening. I don't know. You know? I haven't seen and it. And I, I, would, I, would, I would probably say the same thing about Zootopia. Like, I don't yeah, think you yeah. can really I have appreciate... Seen Zootopia. Like, I think it's... They, that Zootopia is amazing in the sense that it portrays a message it's trying to do in a way that, like... A kid might get it for sure, and I think it's meant to like so a kid can kind of understand, like you know, kind of get imbued with those values early on. But you also like if you're an adult, you understand what they're trying to do. Like right. I mean, it's it's a very clear like right. like story. That there isn't. are overt themes. Yes, it's you know, it's very much about like you know diversity and like racism and. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of movies when I that I saw when I was a kid that I was like, this is great, and then when I rewatch them when I'm older, I'm like. Oh, there's a lot of stuff I didn't. Yeah, know yeah, about for sure. This. So I think that's pretty common. But I think it's getting even more prevalent, yeah. like uh, because they know, like you know, adults are into interested in those things too. You know, like, but uh, I think as a child, you don't necessarily need a character to be more than just a child for you to identify with it and be like, yeah. So like, the Beauregards are function from that perspective so like you put them in a situation where it's like here are these kids and they are in a bad situation and you're a kid reading this book you're rooting for them because they're a kid too and you're like you're like the kid you know like the kids are fighting for their you know they miss their parents and like they're just trying to survive you're just relating to them because they're also kids um but those characters are like 
they aren't even likable kids. Like, well, the thing is, they're the most adult kids ever. They're not really. Right. Ki- I mean, they're kids, but they're not. But that's what's like totally unlikable about it is that they're like so like they're like they're like an upper class family with like no real like they're great at everything. They're totally unlikable. I think like they're inherently less likable than the yeah. average Except kid. Except the baby. Like, Cause that's pretty funny. Yeah, the baby's fine. She makes like jokes. the baby's fine because like she's like kind of sassy in a great yeah. way, and like she's not like. But they're all kind of like they're basically like the perfect kids that like know how to do everything, and like it's kind of not. There's nothing like really likable about them except for their children in a bad situation. Like that's the only thing they were like. As characters, that's the only thing that you're relying on for them to be likable characters, I think- which I don't really i it doesn't work right. on me because i'm just like those kids are assholes i think for younger people too it, besides just the fact that they are kids um it i think they would be more likable like sort of in an aspirational way you know like i'm sure when i was younger i would have liked to have thought that i was like as clever i mean i'm not but like i it would be a I would like to have thought that I could, like, be Violet, you know? Mm. Which, I, I mean, I couldn't because, like, she invents crazy stuff and... Oh, yeah, that one has a dinosaur. I just pulled out uh, another beer. There's a dinosaur There's beer a dinosaur theme. theme. Maybe we'll post a picture of this. Yeah, we Because this is really cool. But We should uh, post a picture of the other one, too, just because we talked about it. Sure, yeah. Uh, we'll post a picture of those so you can look at our, our Facebook. But Dan just pulled out another beer. Uh, but this is a... My buddy Matt sent uh, sent this to me. Um, it's hey, from, Matt. It's from... He's not <laughs> Matt listening doesn't to this. listen to this. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Triple Crossing Bre- Brewing in Richmond, Virginia. But they have... Uh, Did a, he just get it because it's a Jurassic Park theme? I don't know if he just got it for, for that, but he did He did send this my way. Um, in it, The label is... Uh, it has a Velociraptor. Um, with a and there's a shotgun pointing out of the brush, and it's called Clever Girl IPA. And the font is the Jurassic. Park it's the font. Jurassic Park. I'm not sure if Universal would be cool with this. It might but be like not quite the Jurassic Park. It's <laughs> slightly font. different. Like it's but close. It is still the bold thing with the line. The, right, like the, but it's you know. maybe different enough that they couldn't get sued. Right, <laughs> but it's a very cool label. I'm going to keep this can because it's yeah, really that's cool. really awesome. Um, um so yeah. anyway, what I was saying was that I think as a kid. They would be more likable because you'd be like, yeah, they're so cool. And I, you know, sort of you could aspire to be that cool and together Mm -hmm. as a kid. But as an adult, you're like, well, they're like smarter than me. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, that doesn't always make adults feel great when little kids are smarter than you. Well, they are smarter than basically. No, know, they are. They're, they're they smarter are. than like but I'm every just saying, other adult like, character. As an adult, except for like Lemony Snicket, that doesn't make them super likable. But no. I think as a kid, it might make them right. Likeable. I, 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 and that's the thing. I think it's very much written for children to to engage with those characters. I think they're very. I think they're kind of off-putting characters for an adult watching the show. Well, to be fair, I think all the characters in the show are off-putting because the whole situation is just off-putting. 
I guess I don't think there's intended to be off-putting oh. characters. I don't think that Except it was written for the children to be the worst. Like I think that, like I don't think that's meant to be the case. Is that I'm like watching this and be like, those yeah. kids are insufferable. Like they're they just like guess... know all the words and like their vocabulary <laughs> is so good. Damn you for knowing all the words. I don't know. I I don't think that's the intent. I think it, that's just how I feel because yeah. I just don't like the kids. I don't think, and and it's not because you know like, I'm not a a kid fan in general, but like, that's not because of... Hopefully no kids like our podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to this if you're a child. What the fuck we, is wrong with you? We, we may say that word Jesus. sometimes. Um, no, but I, I don't know if that's the intention. I, I just... Unless there's a right. weird twist that eventually happens no. that you're supposed no, to dislike these so. characters. And I, maybe that's partly why I never really liked the books that much. You know, I thought it was for the obvious reasons, like, sort of things get pretty repetitive, like, the which here means. Right. But, like, maybe it was really just because, like, the characters, I never really was super into any of it. Because I started reading them basically as an, I mean, as much of an adult as you can be when you're, you know, a senior in high school or whatever. I mean, ultimately, that's always what it comes down to for me. Like, it's always going to be, why don't I like the show? It's because I don't care about anyone. Like, you that, gonna... that does seem to be the theme of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or this episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what we talked a lot about. Like In Downton Abbey, all the characters are super likable. Even the ones that you don't like yeah. are likable. Even the posh, like, British, like, the, you'd think, like, they're just, like, this kind of, like, you know, upper class... Uh, British family, yeah, they're but they're, they are likable because they're flawed in yeah, the right ways. Yeah, and you see, ways. like, the troubles they have to go through. And even, um, oh, shoot, you know, the awful guy, he's, like, one of the servants. He's, like, the oh, worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, why can't I remember his That name guy, now? what is the other thing? The guy, oh, that's, isn't that the guy who plays uh, Owen in, uh, am I thinking of a different person? There, the guy who plays Owen in Torchwood is in that show, right? Yes, but it's not that it's guy. Not, it's a different character. I think he's in that show, but I think he ends... He he wasn't. He hasn't been in it for a while. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking of something else. I think I'm just thinking of Owen. Because <laughs> Owen's kind of the yeah, worst. Yeah, well, he is. But Torchwood is great. No, but I think you're right. I think maybe that actor was in the show. I just can't remember what part he was. But this guy... Um, and I don't know why I can't remember his name. I literally just watched this... Um, but you know which guy I'm talking about, right? He's in it from the very beginning, and he's like the schemer one that's yeah. like always trying yeah, to. No, I know he's, the he's the and worst, and you hate him. But at the same time, like he's a great character, and you kind of like him as a character no. in the show, even though like he's the worst. And he is in it until the very end, hmm. and he actually like is redeemed a bit. Yeah, good, and it's great. And he 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 kind of eventually it takes him a long ass time, but eventually he kind of learns his lesson and like learn some stuff about life and it's I guess it's a spoiler but um he commit he attempts to commit suicide because mm. he's like so sad because everyone hates him because he's been the worst and then even when he tries to get it together everybody still like just expects the worst of him right um but then even for him at the even Pip Poppington that's not a person no mm. but even for him at the end of the show it like there's like a good outcome mm. For him, even for that character, which is probably the, arguably like the worst character in the whole show in terms of like how bad of a person he is, um, hmm. so that's why it's great. Like at the end, everybody something good happens for them, even the crappy ones, which he gets less crappy towards the end of the show. Um, so that's uh, just to, to the point of like liking the characters. Like you can be 
a sh like the character can be a bad person, but you can still like like them as a character, you know. So it's there's a difference between being unlikable as a character and being like someone you're not supposed to like. Right. Um, and in Downton Abbey, everybody is likable. Yeah. And in other shows, not everybody's likable. No. <laughs> it's tough. I think the one of the best things about television is just that you have this long period of time where you can establish a character going from either really likable to awful or not that great to the greatest. And I always thought Joss Whedon was kind of the king of that, like where long term you kind of saw these characters change. Like I always think about like Wesley and how he goes from this just like, you know, neurotic, yeah. like super, like silly, you know, generic. He, yeah. he is Pip Poppington. Like, yeah. This dude's like the most <laughs> ge generic, so generic, ridiculous British. British man. That's just like the worst. Yeah. Like in terms of like, he's, he's just not like actually so, British, huh? He's not actually British. Oh yeah, the no, actor. No, the I actor. just for the audience uh, if they haven't seen it. Uh, no, but he goes this really silly yeah. British guy to being like this incredibly intense kind of awful in a lot of ways like a very but like, like because he's like a real human being that's yeah. been through real shit and he's not... he's doing things that are like he thinks is right yeah but he's also like being awful at times and like just kind of like a a character that just goes like through all these awful things and like it's just i when you have this long period of time to develop you a character a you can do all yeah. these things with it um one of the things i really like about how i met your mother is that because allison hannigan is in it a lot of other actors from, like, Buffy, Buffy and Angel yeah. are in it. Even if it's just, like, a one, mm -hmm. you know, episode part, sure. there's a lot of other actors that you get to see because, like, I'm sure she's like, hey, I know the person yeah. that could do this Long or whatever. wants to be with her husband. Yeah. You know. Well, but besides him. Like, he's yeah. more of, like, a reoccurring character. But, like, Amy Acker is in one episode. Right. I love Amy Acker. Yeah, she's uh, great. She's great. Uh, anyway, I would say for Series of Unfortunate Events... I would recommend it if you're interested and want to watch it. I wouldn't say it's like a... And to be fair, I haven't finished it yet. But um, but I wouldn't say it's like a, oh my god, you have to watch this situation. I would agree with that. It's not... I'm not going to give it an unequivocal, like, just like, this is the best thing ever. Watch it. I will say it's very solid. It's and I have good been enjoying television. it. Yeah. Uh, check it out if you think you have any interest in a show. I think yeah. it's it's... High quality, incredible production value. Um, it's not like it's not like Crazy Ex Girlfriend where I'm like, you should see this. So yes, it's yes. really good. Agreed. Um, but it's very solid, and I I, I enjoyed it for what it was, uh, despite my misgivings about what drives the plot essentially. And which here means, yeah, when you don't feel good about something ahead uh, of time. Yeah. Um, so so that's pretty much it about that. Um, so a couple things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about, so we're now less than one week away. Next Friday, Woo! March 3rd, the Nintendo Switch is coming Oh, out. Nintendo Switch. Switches I didn't really know where you were going with that. Crazy. <laughs> Switches be crazy. Um, you should wear your Snitches Be Crazy shirt and then just like put a piece of tape over the end yeah. and put a W on it. I do, I, yeah, sidebar, yeah. Uh, those listening, I have a t-shirt that says snitches be crazy and it has a picture of a golden yeah. snitch. I get more compliments on that shirt but than any, any shirt. shirt. <laughs> and listen, I have a lot of like, I have a lot of really cool shirts. I have like 
I have a lot of shirts, period, and they cover a wide range of Nobody like doesn't love great breweries <laughs> and cool nerdy references and stuff. For some reason, that shirt people lose their mind over it. I, like every time I the wear it, the ladies love it. I get so many compliments where I'm like, "Oh, that shirt's amazing." I'm like, "It's so weird." Like I think it's cause, just because Harry Potter is like a pretty universal thing, and that's just a it's it's and such it's a funny. cutesy yeah, joke. Like funny. it's so silly because it's funny because it's like kind of like a. It's just like a very like simple joke that's like you can't not like that right. joke. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's like sort of edgy because you know that the original phrase is bitches, but, but also it's not edgy at yeah, all. Yeah, but also it's inoffensive enough that <laughs> yeah. like nobody would actually be offended. It's Harry by Potter, it. like yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, um, so the Nintendo Switch. Which also, is, just a side note, since we mentioned Harry Potter, the um, I work on campus and. Uh, every like once a week when I'm leaving work, there's a bunch of kids, kids, I mean students at the university that are playing Quidditch on the field near the library where yeah. I work. Nerds. And it's <laughs> AK sports, nerd sports is yeah. what that is. Um, and it's really funny to watch people that can't fly play Quidditch. I mean, they've adapted it obviously because like you can't do all the same things when you can actually fly in a broom, but they have like sticks that they have to hold like they're mm, riding right. a broom. It's amazing. I'm sure there's YouTube videos um, if you guys want to see that. Or didn't if you didn't know it was a thing, it's a thing. And it, it's like an intramural sport, I think, yeah. that you can play. Um, so you should look it up if that's a thing you are interested in at all. Just sidebar there. And my thoughts on Quidditch are well established yeah. at this point. Right. It's the Dan worst. hates it. It's the worst game ever. But it's uh, different. Quidditch. Yeah. I actually think Quidditch it probably is better. Because like, it's it, less crazy. Because yeah. it's... More tied down to, you know, physics. Um, so yeah, the Nintendo Snitch. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Switch is coming out. I'm. Uh, Tell us about it, Dan. Uh, How do you feel? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I wanted to talk on the podcast to wrestle with my feelings about the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it's uh, very complicated. So, so Nintendo Switch is the new kind of hybrid uh, console slash portable system. Um, from Nintendo. Uh, I've bought every Nintendo system since the NES. Since the dawn of man? With the, the NES was the first system I ever had um, as a kid. Uh, I got it when I was... It would have been... Late, late 80s. 89? Uh, I maybe got my first... My NES. I want to say it was around, right around there. So I've been playing... Nintendo since and I've always been a Nintendo homer like I mean like that's I buy every system that comes out I haven't gotten everyone at launch to be fair uh, but I bought everyone with the exception of the virtual boy because that's stupid um, and the virtual boy was kind of awful because it, it, it was red like all the, the screens were red and like it was the worst like it was just the absolute worst did have the best Wario Land game on it though mm. which is uh, I will say because I didn't play video games really when I was a kid, just computer games. Uh, N64 was the first console that I consistently played a lot of games mm -hmm. on because one of my friends yeah. had it. I think it's the best multiplayer system of all time. Yeah, it's so good. Absolutely. Me and my friends would just go to my friend Emma's house and play N64 for like hours. Yeah. I would say probably the most played video game in my entire life, if you tallied up actual hours, it's got to be Mario Kart 64. I've played Agreed. so much Mario Kart so 64, Mario Kart. Uh, 64, like, I can't even, like, imagine how many hours I've spent in that. Just, like, spending all night playing that, 
or Star Fox multiplayer or just the dumbest shit. Like, just like we, you know, D- Diddy, Diddy Kong yeah, Racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lord, I love Diddy Kong Racing. And I feel that like game I wasn't even almost a... remember playing Diddy Kong Racing more than Mario yeah. Kart. It was, it was fine. Uh, it was, <laughs> I just those games weren't actually they both all... have bananas. Yeah. It's confusing. Uh, My memories true. get jumbled up. Um, but, so anyway, I mean, like, I'm a huge Nintendo guy. I've always been a huge Nintendo guy. I support them kind of unwaveringly um, through the thick and the thin. Um, but, uh, so this new one, I, first of all, lucky enough that I got, I pre-ordered at two different places. And I canceled one of them because I, I pre-ordered through Best Buy first because it was the only one available that I could find. And then pre-ordered it at Amazon. Event. Is it hard to get a pre-order? You can't get a pre-order. It's impossible. Can't. Was it when... I mean, you clearly did it at two places. There was multiple places where right after the... The <clears throat> night after the reveal, there was like windows of 10 to 15 minutes at a lot of places that oh, you could so get. It. So it was... Even though you were on top of it, it was still luck that you got it at all. If you were paying attention, it wasn't super hard to get. Um, when I got it, there was like... I think you could have pre-ordered it like five different places. So. I don't... If it's supposed to be their next huge console, wouldn't they want to make it super available to everybody? I don't understand. <laughs> Nintendo. That's my answer. That. I don't know what like that means. Like the NES Classic that you can just walk in and get off the shelf. Oh, yeah. It's still... You can't get it. It came out in November. You still can't get it. Like, Did that happen with get... the Wii U? Uh, no. <laughs> Lord, no one wanted the Wii U. I do like my Wii U a lot. A lot of great games for the Wii U. No one wanted the Wii U. What about um, the Wii? The Wii was months you couldn't get it. But I pre-ordered the Wii. I got, I remember I, there was the day that GameStop did pre-orders and I got up at like four in the morning in McMinnville and sat in line with, there was only two other people in front of me and we sat there. <laughs> and, and then you later. guys were best friends forever. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so it's a, it's a hybrid kind of, I mean, it's fairly large to be a handheld and they're still going to support the 3DS, which I have a 3DS and I really like it and. Um, but, uh, but you can hand, hand, yeah, it's essentially, uh, it's very much a handhold system, like a handheld system that it has the power of, we won't say PS4 power, but like it's, it's a very regular, it's a regular console. So you basically have these two little, um, controllers that you can slide on or slide on a little controller thing. Mm -hmm. So you can either play it at home or you can take it on the go. Really nice screen. It's like the, you know, kind of like the, you know, the the Wii U screen, but actually a good screen. Um, the first preview of it and trailer stuff. or whatever it was. For so it. I, I was looking. I still have my Amazon pre-order, and it was. It's been one of the weirdest. Well, like, wouldn't you have wanted to? Does anybody else you know want it? You could have kept your pre-order so that like somebody else could get it. I could have thought about that, but it probably would have put me in the lurch for the money, and then I have to get it's three hundred bucks. You know, oh. like so like, so the thing that I was Adam would have done it. I guess, maybe I don't know. <laughs> would you, Adam? I don't. I don't know. I should maybe I should. Too late. Someone, it's too late. Uh, uh, Adam Wagner. Um, I know Ledford's waiting until the summer to get it. but um, So here's the thing. This has been one of the weirdest, like, me wrestling with this ever. Because, so, to preface this, if I had infinite money, of course I'm getting one. Like, who cares? Like, right. I don't have infinite money no. or any money, really. Neither of us uh, do. So it's, you know, it, that's a big three. Send us your money. <laughs> $300 is, like, a very considerable purchase. 
I don't think it's unfair. Some people thought that was too high. I disagree. I think it's totally fine. $300 for a new console is totally fine for me. Yeah, that seems regular. Uh, a lot of people were thinking $250 would be the, the right price. But I think, I, I think yeah, I know. If you're going to spend $250, you're going to spend $300. Just get over it. But <laughs> uh, so $300 is, you know, it's a chunk of change for me for sure. Like I'm, I'm not going to pretend like that isn't a chunk of change. But usually I'm just like, all right, I want whatever, I get over it. But this has been one of those really weird things for like months now. It's been almost two months since I got my pre-order. And it has been a crazy ride. Like I've been like, you know what? I'm not getting it. And then I'll be Aww, like, no. I never knew that you were struggling uh, I know. with this difficult I know. This is problem. the most first worldest of problems. <laughs> uh, not to pretend that I have money, but it's still like deciding whether I can get a game console. But... I've been going back and forth. I'm just like... Well, you just really... sell like your Iron Man and you're going to go. <laughs> right, I know. Does I anybody want to buy an Iron Man? <laughs> no. Nobody wants to buy an $800 Iron Man. It's not $800. I don't think any more I could sell for it. There was a point when I was going for 1200 You blew it. I know. I just blew it. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is a like a 12-inch Iron Man figure. But um, Is it a Hot Toys one? It is a Hot yeah. Toys. Um, to be fair, I didn't spend that much money. Email us at I show at uh, <laughs> Sure. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. it. But um, so I've been like going back and forth like really severely on it. And, because here's the thing. I'm going to buy it at some point. No question about it. I'm definitely going to have a Nintendo Switch. But right now. Can you write it off for the podcast? Here's, yeah, I know. Maybe I could do that. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh Here's the games that are coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Zelda. Zelda. You need that. Which, wait, is also coming out on Wii U. Okay. So I could so you just could play it. I could pay fifty, you know, sixty dollars for right. it and not buy a console. Okay. Well, that's different. Uh, All right. Or I can get on Switch. Here's the other games that are coming out for it that I'm excited. Nothing at launch that I would buy. I won't buy anything else at launch. Then, next month, Mario Kart 8, like, Ultimate Edition, basically, which is a game that I loved, but I've already played it a I lot. I feel like I always want to play Mario Kart, and you're like, I don't really want to. No, but but this is, so this is just like, a, a it runs slightly better, it has all the DLC on it, which I already have on the Wii U, again, uh, and then it has like a couple new racers and stuff like that. I still will get that. Because I loved Mario Kart 8. I love Mario Kart, period. Then Splatoon 2 comes out like two months after that. And then there's nothing. And then in November, December, new, Ma so new Mario. This is the stuff that's been announced that we know is coming out. That I definitely want. November? So That's so far away from now. I gotta have the new Mario for sure. Right. So I gotta have one by then. The question is, like, that I've been going, I'm like... Is it, it, it's one game that I also can just play on another thing. But, like, you know, so it's like, basically I'm buying this for one game. So I've been, like, going back for, I'm You're like, doing it, are This you? is stupid. This is so stupid. Uh, You're doing it. So. <laughs> you can't not do it. Here's the thing. As much as I've been going back and forth, I... So finally, people have been kind of previewing Zelda. So you can't review it yet, but you can talk about it, um, at least portions of it. So everyone's been talking about Zelda, the press, you know? Um, and they're like, it's way better on Switch. So it does have its issues 
but and there's been very limited discussion of the Wii U version, um, which is for all intents and purposes the same game. But the very few things that have been like the the one there's been one major outlet that got a copy of the the Wii U version. Most of them didn't get anything yet. That outlet did say it runs considerably worse. Uh, like in it, like frame rates dropping what down. What does Dan think about what Zelda? In general, the series. Did he play it on both? I just saw. I can't remember. I saw him saying something on Twitter about how like he's only played on Switch. Oh, okay. Um, I just feel like he was saying something about like something that was happening with so it. So there's I some issues with the Switch. The one of the Joy Cons, which is what they call the controller things, one of them keeps kind of disconnecting depending on how far you are. Uh, so that's just a hardware problem. Uh, and then um, they are saying that like there are frame rate drops into the 20s for the Switch version of Zelda only when it's the docked version. So when you have it on hand, like as the handheld, it runs much smoother because it runs at a lower resolution. Mm. Uh, the screen on the handheld is only... But would you play, if you got the Switch, would you play it on handheld or you would play it on docked? Occasionally. Like I was thinking like kind of like, you know, like you're watching TV, I might come in there and I'll just play it for a I bit. I mean, so. that's kind of the plus, right? Is that you can, even if it's like a little bit slower frame rate or something when you play it on your TV... It's like you could be playing it on the bigger screen, and then it's like, oh, I want to go somewhere else. I can continue my game. Yeah, yeah. So that's the whole thing with the Switch is the idea that it's a right. thing that you can continue. I mean, continue that seems appealing. Like it's a great idea. It's very cool. I'm not someone that, like, goes around with my handhelds a lot. Like, I don't really take my 3DS with me much and but stuff like that. maybe you could. Like, so if you've been playing Zelda, like, in theory... If you were playing a game you really loved, but you love Zelda, I'd want to be able to take it with you. And me. you're playing playing it on the say you're on your PS4, and then say we went on a big road trip to yeah, California I'd want or to be whatever. Able to take it if I could. Wouldn't you want to keep yeah, playing that but in the car? Absolutely. I think I that, think it's a great idea. I think that's different than like pl- having to play a different game because you're taking your normal right. handheld. Like in, in theory, it's a very good. Thing. Here's the thing. So I should also preface with Zelda is outside of Metal Gear Solid. My my favorite game series of all time. That is true. Uh, and I would say even more than Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid I just genuinely love in kind of a weird way. Like it's just something I... Zelda is so tied to just pure childlike love. Unlike... I, I mean I played Metal Gear Solid when it first came out. And I would have had to have been about 10 or 11 when I had 11, 12. Um, but... Zelda is, like, the purest feeling to me, like, of unadulterated joy about gaming. Like, when I think about feeling happy playing video games, I played Link to the Past. I played, you know, like, the original Zelda, which was way too hard Link for me. Link to when, the Past? Yeah, that's, that's the name. Um, but when I, I get it. When I, you know, playing the original Zelda when I was a little kid was right. kind of a... I've since played and beat it, but, like... For a kid that was like seven, it wasn't easy. Yeah, like, I couldn't, I couldn't beat it or get very far in it and stuff. But I still liked the game a lot, and I played a lot. I couldn't beat Mario either. Like, I mean, like I was a little kid, like I was terrible at video games. Like, but I don't know. Most little kids are probably better than me at video games. Well, yeah, because they've been trained for it more their whole life. You know, like I mean that, and you didn't really train for this your whole life. You're start. You're more. You're much more recent and really old. playing. Yeah. <laughs> But this game, based on how people are talking about it, it's like 
everything anyone's ever wanted. Like from Zelda. From video games. Like Wow. The things that people are saying about it are saying like this is this might like this is maybe the best Zelda ever. This is maybe one of the best, like, will be one of the most iconic, important video games of all time. Like, people are raving about it in a way that verges on, sounds too hyperbolic to even imagine. Like, people, the people that are really, no, like, people who are talking about it are like, this is, like, insane how good this game is. Like, people are like. Even if you don't. Like, even if you're not like, I love Zelda. I'm sure that plays into it. Because it is a Zelda game, you know? Like, it's still a Zelda game. So, the thing is, ultimately, as much as I've been wrestling with this, I, this, this is the, a game I've been waiting for maybe forever. I don't know. Like, I mean, this is, if this is, like, the best Zelda game, I don't know. It's a new console Zelda that I've been waiting six years for for sure, at least six years for, for, since Skyward Sword, which Skyward Sword is one of my least favorite Zelda games. Um, I liked it because it's a Zelda game. It didn't hit me in any, you know, like really powerful way. Um, so the, I, that was, a th- I was still on the fence about it. And then all these impressions about Zelda hit and I was like, I want to play Zelda, the best version of this game. If it's going to be one of... I imagine this is probably going to be one of my favorite games ever. I'm still... You know, in six months, it's not like I'm going to have a ton of money in six months. Right. I'm still not going to have any money. I'm still going to be in the same situation. And right now, we're closer to getting taxes. That's true. And that might help out. So, I guess I'm like... It's really exciting to get a new console when it comes out. It's still going to be the same situation in six months... And I want to play the best version of this game right when it happens because I need to play this game. Like, and this game is going... Apparently Dan said he played for 27 hours before reaching the first dungeon. So it's big as hell. So, like, this game, even if nothing else comes out until Mario... You know, like, I don't need need another game. There's too many other games coming out, period. Like, I haven't been able to get to anything. Horizon Zero Dawn's coming out next week, which is a game I'm so excited. I want to play through all the Yakuza Zero Zero just came out. You got uh, Near Automata is coming out, Persona 5. Like, it's it's this crazy, like, you know, like, gauntlet of games coming out. And I can't play any of them because everything's going to take the backseat until I play through Zelda, and that's the game. So. I'm sticking with my pre-order. I'm getting the Nintendo Switch. Friday, this Friday, I'm going to be playing Zelda on a Nintendo Switch. I'm doing it, assuming that my Amazon package arrives safely. Right. Um, I, I the ne- thing is, I think that that's the right decision. Because if you wanted to, if you wanted to put a medium amount of effort in, you could get that money. I could sell one, really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like if if it was really that big of a deal, you have something that you don't even really want that you could sell. I got a lot of things I could part with fairly but. easily. It just takes like a medium amount of effort. But I'm probably not gonna sell anything at this point. But no, but I'm saying like know. if you, it's if not. It was that it's big. It's not of like a deal. this money for this is like a make or break. Like if you really needed that money back, you could get it fairly yeah, easily. I know. I know. I could. No, I, no I'm just saying that's like. I think that's why you should still do it. Yeah. I, I think I'm just going to go all in on it. And, like, 
it is what it is, but I gotta play Zelda. And also, the other thing is, I have even if I ha- am were, were to not get a Nintendo Switch, I do have a pre-order for the special edition of the Nintendo Switch version of Zelda. Um, I actually had a Wii U pre-order just in case of the re- just the regular Wii U version. And they even got, like, Amazon, there's all these issues with Amazon, they were like, we don't know when your game's coming, like, if you get it. So I just canceled it, I was like, screw it, I'm, I'm sticking with the Switch. But even if I had gone down that path... You still would have gotten the Switch game? I still would have bought it, because it's the special edition of it, not the Master Edition. The Master Edition's the same, that, but it comes with a, a statue of the Master Sword, and I yeah. was like, I don't really need the statue. You don't? No, not that statue. Oh. I, I mean, I like statues and stuff, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't find it particularly appealing. Oh, and okay. it was also like, the statue ended up making it like, I think it's like $60 more mm. or something. I was like, I don't care that much. But I have the Special Edition. Special Edition is See, long, long sold out. Um, like... It, I and I wasn't going to cancel that no matter what because I'm a collector as well and I like would still want it and I think probably down the line I would have played the Switch version of it like right you know yeah. like just to play it again right um, but I'm sticking with it I'm getting I have my special edition pre-ordered hopefully I can pick that up on Friday from Best Buy and then I got my Switch coming in on Friday from uh, hopefully like. If something happens with the Amazon one, I'll be really pissed off, though, because then I was like, I had a Best Buy pre-order, too. Yeah. I could have... So, the one that I had was for in-store pickup, so I could have picked it up Thursday at midnight, um, the console and the Zelda. I still can pick up the Zelda, I think, at, at midnight or whatever. Um, I think... But, I, but know, I, I know that you... Are... I would have been asleep. So I, I, I'm, I'm just going to wait until... <laughs> I wouldn't have even enjoyed Zelda like, for like one hour before I passed yeah. out. So I, I'm know, gonna just wait I know that Friday. you're the kind of person that wouldn't buy multiple things of things that were highly sought after just to sell them. But if you kept it just as like a... um, You know, like insurance policy in case your other one didn't happen. Like you could have easily sold it. Oh yeah. For how much you, you wouldn't have to like make a profit. No, I, I could have. I, I thought about you it. You could have done it's that. It's such a big hit. Like it's yeah. a big money. Yeah. And you but you could, but card you card know card. that you could have sold it. Oh, absolutely. It. Absolutely. I mean like um, I, I just am not a seller. Like, no, I know. It, but the, but you wouldn't be doing it because you wanted multiple yeah. copies to like sell. It would just be like if something happened with one of them, you would still yeah. have the other one. I also just kind of like kept the Amazon one because Amazon's kind of the safest from like a customer service standpoint where it's right. like it got lost. They'd be like, okay, we'll send you another one. Right. Like that's kind of how they are, you know, so. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. Hopefully it'll come and everything's safe and stuff. But I'm really excited about it. I I won't, I'm going to play. I think you have an obligation to our listeners to, I did actually to, think about to play the newest things that you can. I did actually um, think about, like, you know, like, you know, for the podcast and stuff, like the fact that yeah. I get to play it, it's, it's more, it, it has more of a reason that I'm actually doing it when it comes out. Yeah. You know, but anyway, I'm really excited about it now. And uh, I kind of just decide I'm, I'm over that hump of deciding whether or not I want it. I love Nintendo. I'm going for it. I didn't get a Wii U at launch, um, which was was probably the right decision. But like, I'm you know like whatever. I I love my Wii U, but there wasn't much to play on it. So, but there was no Zelda. Mario's coming. uh, Right, Uh, Mario's coming out. You know, in in at the end of the year, and I have plenty of other games to keep me tired. You know, tided over. Nope. Towed over. No. Tided. You, have, said, you say, have plenty of other games to tide you over. 
until then. I don't think tided or Tau. towed no, I or believe touted. It's, I believe it's towed. None of those are a word. Uh, yes, but... Uh, <laughs> touted, which here means holding yeah. you over until... Um, so... I think that's a good decision. It's not my money, so great job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you get to play it, so yep. there's no downside for you whatsoever. Nope, um, except that eventually all your debts will come back to me. They won't. What if you die? Who's going to pay that? You don't get it. That's how that works. You but we're are, married. Don't, don't worry, that's not how that works. Uh, we have no children. No, don't worry. You don't have to pay. Uh, all right. So Then it's fine. The, um, the last thing I want to talk about is they... This week, they officially announced, it's been talked about for multiple weeks since Ben Affleck set, stepped down from the Batman, which we talked about a couple weeks ago when that was news, uh, about who was going to take over. Yeah. They said it was probably going to be, front runner was Matt Reeves. It is Matt Reeves. That's a great choice. Um, actually, today... So Tell us more about who Matt Reeves is, Dan. Matt Reeves is most well-known for his... his most well known for directing The Paul Bearer, starring David Schwimmer. No? You don't know that one? No, nah, no one knows that one. It's a bad movie. It seems familiar. It's the only like actual like I not, think I might have seen that. Not very good movie he's done. <laughs> uh, but his first kind of like really major thing that people know him from is uh, uh, he co-created Felicity with um, J.J. Abrams. Uh, also a good sh show for this podcast because I've never seen Felicity and a lot of people really I, love I, that I haven't show. Seen Felicity. Oh my god, then it's yeah, a perfect it's a thing perfect for this one. podcast. Is um, it on anywhere? I think so. We should watch it's that. On, maybe Amazon or something. We should do that. Uh, I knew it was on Netflix for a while. I haven't seen it pop up. Maybe it's still there. I mean, a thing that both you and I have never seen that's like a major thing that people love, that's mm -hmm. uncommon. We'll check it out. Okay. Uh, but Make uh, a note. So that was like kind of the first thing. Um, <laughs> we'll remember it. <laughs> I'll write it down. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but okay. uh, the real big things, he directed um, Cloverfield, mm -hmm. uh, which movie. is one of my favorite movies yep. ever. I love Cloverfield. It's uh, a good movie. He directed um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which, so, and he directed the remake of Let the Right One In called Let Me In. Oh, so I which watched, you just watched I today. just watched both of them today. I was like, I kind of feel like re-watching both of them. You watched movies. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes today? I did. I was woke up at like 6 asleep, this morning. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like really, I don't know why I was so awake this you morning. You were ready to go Matt Reeves style. Uh, so I was like, I just kind of like felt like since the news, I was like, I haven't watched either of those for a while. So I was like, I'm going to watch both. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is which in the series? It's the second one. Second one. Uh, so the first one was directed by Rupert. Rupert, I forget his last name. Tim uh, Burton? Not Tim Burton. Uh, that one's not very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the first one was, that was a pretty surprising movie. It was pretty solid. Like, the one was James Franco, and like everyone really liked it. I know you haven't seen it, and I don't recommend you see either of those I'm movies. Not going you to. Get, you're more likely to see, the first one's a little bit more palatable. Second one, there's a lot of dead apes in I'm the not, second I'm one. Not, like, it's like non stop apes getting shot up and shit. Yeah, I will not be watching um, that. So anyway, but the second one is great, um, and he has, I mean, he's a he's a really good director. Let Me In got a really bad rap because it was a remake of a movie that didn't need a remake. Uh, Let the Right One In is amazing. But if you had never seen Let the Right One In, Let Me Even In is great. Even if you've seen it, I love Let right, Me In. Right, but I mean, if people didn't know that was a thing right. to compare it to. So I haven't read the book... Um, that originally was based on, so I can't compare either of them to that, but 
They are both very good movies. I do think Let the Right One In is a better movie, but I think that's very much painted by me seeing that one first, and I don't know, like, I don't think I can separate that with the the time up, but what I can say is both those movies are great, and they're widely accepted to be very good by, like, critics, and, like, I mean, like, his movies get very good reviews, like, uh, but I think Let Me In is phenomenal, and, like, it it has a different right. For, I think it is worth seeing, and I think it's a different take on the material. And I think it looks amazing. Like he's an amazing. Like he has a great eye. Um, but I'm very excited for him to be the director of the Batman. Yeah. I think he's a great choice. He, Especially, uh, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't seen all of either of those movies. But the tone of both of those seems. Yes. Well suited to someone who's going to direct the new Batman movie. Yeah. No, he he has, you know, his movies are dark and like, they're yeah. kind of, you know, there's a very strong sense of foreboding in those movies. And uh, I always think it's funny, like when I watch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes the first time, like it's like you see it and there's like these, you know, like these chimps riding horses. And like if you tell someone a chimp riding a horse, you're like, that's the dumbest sounding thing I've ever heard. Shit's badass. You yeah, see a I'm monkey sure on a is. horse, he looks scary as shit. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, and th- in real life, it's not that, uh, um, like, unforeseeable that a chimp could learn to ride a horse. Yeah, like, no, they could. Like, they're super they smart. They absolutely could. And chimps are scary. They're real scary. Yeah, they're really scary. But anyway, the, those movies are both really good, and I think tonally they, they give you a good tip-off of... I think... Cloverfield's a little harder to pin down just because it's a found footage movie, but right, it's a right. very good found but footage movie. But also, story. it's dark. Yeah, it, for sure. And it does, like, it has a, it's shot well for his, for a found footage movie as well as you can shoot a found footage movie. Um, it is shaky, you know, like those movies are, but there's some nice shots in it, and it, it, it's a cool movie. Um, and I think he produced 10 Cloverfield Lane. I don't know how... I don't think he had really any sort right, of yeah. involvement, serious involvement, other than kind of being but a, also that's a good slight movie. guiding hand. Ten Cloverfield Lane's amazing, but uh, I mean, I would I would definitely argue that like even though I like Cloverfield more, Ten Cloverfield Lane is a, a better, better movie. movie yeah. It's a, absolutely a better movie. Um, it's more of a movie movie. Like it's, I think you know, I would rather watch Cloverfield more. Oh, often. Abs- absolutely. Cloverfield is just a fun movie, and yeah. I, I just love the whole conceit of it. But. Um, I think it, his his works give a good tip off of what you can expect for kind of like tonally what you know that movie's going to be. Um, I I think at this point I'm still nervous about the Ben thing. I, you mean you think he might leave as Batman? I still think that the I don't think what is happening exactly. Why why is all this happening? I think, is it because Ben wants to do things and they don't want him to, or I think. Ben is in is a bad place. Is it just because he's a very sad man? And he just doesn't really want to be in that situation. And it's kind of a big, important situation. And he's been kind of a punching bag in a way. Even though people really liked him as Batman, like, it's hard to have a bunch of sh- shit you are yeah, in yeah. be disliked. Especially and, after you just got divorced. Yeah, so he's, you know, he's not in a great place. I think it's just a, a stressful situation right, for okay. him. And I think... I don't think he wants to be the Robert Downey Jr. at this point. Like, he doesn't want to be... Like, especially with all these movies that have been critically destroyed. That's a hard thing. I think I think Ben is a very... I act like I know him, but... BFS. I, I think 
genuinely from what I've gotten from him in the spotlight is he seems to be a guy that is that genuinely takes criticism very hard. Uh, when you go back to even when he was with J-Lo and people like he was a tabloid thing and like people kind of shit on him for that and then when Geely came out like people hated like that was the one that like people were like this is the worst movie ever like people hated it and he kind of just like disappeared because like I think it really hurts him like I I don't think he's a guy that's like whatever I get over it I think that dude like hears bad things about himself and he really takes it to heart but the so it's not a secret that lots of people didn't really like BVS. Right. But were there really many people that didn't like him as Batman? No, but I... I know there were a lot of people beforehand that were like, that seems like no, a dumb no, no, decision. No, no. I, but I think, after seeing the movie, nobody was like, oh, no. he was a bad no, Batman. No, no, no. I think most people really liked him. The But the thing is, someone who is that hard on themselves does not see that like, oh, but everyone really liked me. That dude's thinking, but everyone hated that movie. Yeah. And what could I have done to make the movie better? And I, you know, he's looking yeah. at himself. I, I think that dude is a very self-critical person in yeah. maybe too far of a way. Like, I think he's a sensitive guy. He's a very sad man. So I don't know how much... Hello, I, darkness, my old friend. Here, here's the other, the other thing. I hope he doesn't leave. No. As Batman. My truthful feeling is that I will be 100% not surprised if he decides to leave before that. I think it would be kind of surprising if it happens before Justice League comes out because that kind of torpedoes your movie. Like, it's like Ben's leaving bef- after that. Right. Like, this is it. So you think that he would be stay and it'd be Justice League, but then after Justice League... I mean, Justice League, League is filmed and it's Right, right, but I mean, ready. he wouldn't announce it But he wouldn't that. announce it before that because it really torpedoes the movie. Um, he did... Posts on Twitter, like, you know, welcome to the Batcave, Matt Reeves. Like, you know, like, so he did that. But he also, this is a guy who, 10 days before they officially announced he wasn't directing the Batman, was on Jimmy Kimmel saying, I'm, yes, I'm directing the movie. And, like, yeah, it's totally happening. And I'm totally directing it. So He's such a good Batman. He is. So here's the thing. Here's the other thing that happened. Uh, They announced the same day as Matt Reeves being officially signed, that they're developing a Nightwing movie. Right, I saw that. uh, That uh, Chris McKay, who directed the Lego Batman movie, is going to direct, and it's being written by the guy who wrote The Accountant that Ben was in. And Michael Sarah is going to be Nightwing. (laughs) That is a bad decision. Um, But they announced that, and to me, this kind of feels like they're going down a path to replace Ben because so Dick Grayson who was once Robin who becomes Nightwing right, right. replaces Bruce right. at one point uh, in as Batman and I think they're maybe kind of setting that up um, for that if Ben leaves then they have someone that they have naturally someone they can take over. step in or but would, may- would the Nightwing movie be coming out before I mean None of these movies might come out. Who knows? Right, but in theory, the the next movie after Justice League where he's Batman. Who like, knows when that's coming out. Right, but that has been... People have known that that might be a thing for a long time, whereas Nightwing no. is just announced. So, like, for the Nightwing setup to work, Nightwing would have to come out before that Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, right, or they do something where it's like, Ben is, ben is in the Batman and then at the end dies 
and then Nightwing is set up as his replacement. Right, but then he would still would have to be have in Nightwing the whole first. of the Batman. Right, but I don't know. Like, who knows? There's a lot of ways this can shake out. It's mm-hmm. just like, to me, it feels like, I think it's pretty clear that Ben is not a long... This is not going to be a situation right. where... Which I'm okay no, with. No, I'm okay with too, but I would like it if he was in the Batman. That's what I want. That's all I want. If he can be in that one movie... I, in fact, I would be great with a Nightwing set up for taking over after the Batman. Um, if if Ben was in the Batman and then they did a Nightwing and set it up for that person to take over as Batman, ahead, and I knew all that ahead of time, I'd be totally on board with that. But I just would be real sad if he just quit Dropped and then the wasn't Batman at all anymore. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I'm okay with every everything if they figure out a way to kind of like just cohesively make it all work. But again... Unless Wonder Woman and Justice League really nail it, but they might. I think there's they might. I I I think Wonder Woman has a solid chance of being pretty good, and I think it's going to be one of those that people might like in the vein of the first Captain America, where it's like a good origin story. And I hope that that's at least what it is. Like I really want it to just be like, like a, you know, even if it's like a sixty percent Rotten Tomato, like just barely scraping by that people generally like. I think that'll help a lot, and I hope that it does really well. But I think it's just in this weird kind of flux place yeah. right now that they need some... Even though Suicide Squad was very successful, I don't think they can keep taking critical hits like this and then be like, we're just going to keep making movies in this universe. I, I guess, like... Obviously, you know what? I don't know what... Transformers keeps coming out. Like, Are they? Yes. There's a new Transformers oh. every two years. Is like, there still going to be another there's one? There's one this year. There is? Yes. Is Shia LaBeouf in it? No, Shia LaBeouf stopped doing those. It's Mark Wahlberg again. Was he in the last one? Yes. But not Shia LaBeouf? Right. That one was the one with the dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. I don't really remember it very well. Yeah, it's a dumb movie. Um, I liked I it because there was a it. robot dinosaur Yeah, in nobody it. doesn't like That's that. That's all you need. <laughs> but, so, here's the thing, is the Justice League movie, obviously we haven't seen a ton, but we saw a couple clips. Yep. It does seem like, because it's sort of an ensemble-type movie, it does seem like, even though it's still DC, so it's still sort of a darker, grittier feel, Like the, I feel like the three clips I've seen from it all were like a joke. Yeah. I mean, not in that they were bad, but they all had, they yeah. were all focused on like humorous sort of joke parts. Because Warner Brothers has been very reactive with stuff. That's what they've right. done. Right, so what I'm saying is maybe if people love Marvel and even the super serious Marvel movies have like sort of more of like a humor thread and maybe this Justice League movie as an ensemble cast movie, if they put in more sort of like humor, lighthearted parts, maybe the general people will like it more. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that series. I... All I could say is I think all this stuff is really interesting. I think they made a very good choice with Matt Reeves. I think he'll make a very good movie. I hope Ben is in it. I hope if they don't, if Ben somehow drops out, I hope Ben is at least considerate enough to... I know he doesn't have to if he decides to drop out. I hope that he at least figures out a way to make it consistent with the universe. So it's it like, kind of feels like he's in it for the first part and right, it's where he's yeah. passing the mantle on yeah, to somebody exactly. else. Or... The cow, yeah. Oh, yeah the, the battle cow. for the, the cow. cow. Um, I, I am as pessimistic as about it as possible, and I'm assuming the worst at this point. But I really hope it's not the case. I do too. Um, and and because I really genuinely love 
love Ben. I as, do too. Ben, I as, think he's a Batman. great Batman. I think he's a good, he's a very good Bruce Wayne, and he's the most comic accurate Bruce Wayne that there's ever been. And I'm, I, I, I would be really happy. All I want, if I get, again, like at this point, the whole DC universe, I'm like, if I get one more, I'm happy. If I get one more, I'm happy. I've gotten what I want, wanted out of it. But I really just want the Batman. I want a full, full-on yeah. Batman movie. Like I really want that. And then if Ben wants to drop out after that, I also go would really for it. like the ladies movie. Hmm. Gotham City Sirens. Yeah. I'm hyped about that. I think it's gonna be really cool. Did you hear that? Uh, did you hear that? Who their first choice for Suicide Squad two director was? No. Mel fucking Gibson. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe I did see that somewhere, but. I'm confused. I feel confused about that choice. I, well, that's that's the thing. Mel Gibson's a really good director, but holy shit, he's the worst human being on the face yeah. of the earth. Like, he's a piece of garbage. Like, that's a bad dude. Yeah. He's a real bad guy. Uh, and But so, if, they, if he directs it, you're not going to not go see it. No, of course I'm going to see it. I would be hyped if he was the director from a directorial standpoint because he's a very good director. But you also don't want to like him because he's the worst. Also kind of don't want to go see it because he's such a bad dude. Yeah. You don't want to support him, but holy cow, it would be, I bet, I mean, yeah. to be fair though, there. I don't know if there's a safe choice anymore. Like You look at like David Ayer and you're like, of course, that's going to be a home run. Like He's a great director. Suicide Squad's not exactly a great movie. I like Suicide yeah, but, Squad, but it's, you to know. be fair, it's if the studio messes with it a lot after. Who knows what happened? Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what. But that things was. could happen. Yeah. Still, all I'm saying is that I love Harley Quinn and I want her to be in more stuff. Yeah, and I think we'll get more Har- Harley Quinn no matter what. Yeah. Because I think she's very marketable and. Yeah, I'm nobody like, doesn't love her. I still think that there's there's a chance that this just turns into a. Gotham universe, which I would be fine with. Like, just do, you know, do do Harley movies, do Gotham City Sirens, do Batgirl, do, you know, do Batman. Get a guy, after Ben, Super, get a guy that's like, going to be around for a long time. Like, Superman's um, just out. I, if Superman's out, he's out. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, they'll, they'll reboot Superman, yeah. but if they just continue on... Yeah. If you just have Harley Quinn, everyone will like it. Mm-hmm. Since I dyed my hair like this, a lot of people have said that they like my hair, and then about half those people seem to know what it is for, and those people, I'm like, yes, you're awesome. Well, people really like Harley, no matter what. Like, I mean, even if people didn't really like Suicide Squad, I think right. People, that's what I mean. Is like, Margo's I feel really like good. my like of Harley has cult. Like when people are like, oh, Suicide Squad isn't that great. I'm like, oh no, I really liked it. And then now I'm like. Did I really like it, or do I just really like Harley Quinn so much that I don't remember how much I like the actual movie besides her? Because I've only seen it that one time. Mm. I, I want to watch it again, I just still, because... I still haven't watched the extended version. I've only seen Oh, it. yeah, I really want to see the like... extended version, so, too. He, but he, my point is, like... Wait, quick if, glimpse into my neuroses, I, just to share with the audience. Uh, I own Suicide Squad on Blu-ray. I have not watched it on Blu-ray because I only own one copy of it. Every DC movie I own two copies of. I own what? A, I own a copy. You do? Yes. I, so Target has a, like this, like, every time there's a new DC movie, Target comes out with like a book version of it that has like an art book in it and stuff. And I buy those and they look really good on the shelf and I keep them sealed. 
I don't actually use them. And then I buy a regular copy of it that I just use. But you don't have the Suicide Squad I regular copy. I have oh. the Target version. No wonder version. we haven't watched it. Yeah. So I have the Target <laughs> version on the shelf, and it looks beautiful. I did I'm not going to open it, though, because I'm the worst. I did almost watch it. On I'm my... a sick man. <laughs> just so I don't, don't like sit there and be like, that's a crazy... I know I... I'm a bad person. <laughs> you do what yeah, you got to yeah, do, ahead. bud. I did collector. almost watch it on the way home from two, actually two, my trip that I took recently because there was a little TV, you know, each seat on the Probably not the I was extended on, had the TV. Version. No, but I wanted to watch the actual movie again yeah. either way. I've seen it three um, times. But I didn't have any headphones that plugged in because I have the stupid new iPhone that doesn't have a regular headphone jack. Oof, oof. Oof, oof. Those bastards. And I didn't want to, out of principle, I didn't want to pay like $6 no. or whatever to buy the headphones on the airplane. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. No, I got you. And so I didn't do it. But I do really want to watch that movie again. Because every time I talk to it, talk about it to someone, I feel like I'm defending it. And I'm like, yeah, no, I really liked it. And I'm like, did I really like it? Or do I just really like Harley Quinn and that's why like, I feel like I liked the movie? I... Having seen it three times at this point, I think I need to re-listen I to our podcast. Really like I still really like it. I still really like it. I also find it to be to be there to be almost nothing to defend. It is not. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's successful. But did I? I liked the whole movie, not yeah, just Harley. You really right? liked okay, it. Okay, I That's think we all. all I, Cameron, we talked yeah, about okay, Cameron. Good. I think we I all feel like good about that. I really like it. It's just been long enough that I couldn't really remember. I will not sit around saying it's not like BBS where I'll defend it and say like here are the things that I really do think BBS does really well. Right. Outside right. of me just liking it, Suicide Squad, I, I think fails in a lot of ways, but doesn't keep me from really liking no okay that's what i thought i still really it's just been long enough that i couldn't remember for sure but people ask me about it a lot because of my hair now so all right we're at two hours right now two hour burnt ends that was a lot of burnt ends let's wrap it up okay um thanks for listening at nerd build pod on twitter at nerd build pod on instagram nerd build podcast on facebook Hit us up. If you want to email us, it's show at nerdbuild.com. And thanks for listening.